0: The blast from our past network. Hi all. Well, this is the composer Richard Band. You might have heard music from a few of my films like Reanimator and uh, From Beyond and Terravision. but right now you're listening to podcasting after Dark, a killer killer show.
1: Lock your doors, close your windows, turn out your lights, for chills and thrills await you. It's time for Podcasting After Dark with your hosts, Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Stay with a friend, say your prayers as grisly ghouls close in to seal your doom. Tonight's episode, Intruder, starring Elizabeth Cox, Dan Hicks, and David
0: Burns. Here comes old Zach and Corey walking down the street with the podcast in one hand and a severed head in the other. Now run! <laughs> What's <laughs> up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Podcasting After Dark. I am one half of the pad team, Corey, aka Sleazy C. Joined with me as always is Zach, the total snackage Shafer. and tonight... We are talking Intruder 1989. Now, this episode, like our Monster Squad episode, was uh, recommended to us, was chosen by Crystal on our Patreon page. So thank you so much, Crystal, for supporting the show, for signing up to the highest tier that we have, and for suggesting two very different, different movies for us to review. Before we get into any connection that we have with Intruder, Zach, how's it going, my man?
1: Well, uh, based on the movie we just watched, I'm 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 pondering whether or not I should grow a mullet out because I think everybody in this movie had a mullet to some extent, except for one dude or two dudes, the older ones. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good and, and to crystal crystal, crystal, crystal. Um <laughs> And you know, We're going to boy, get into oh it all, but buddy boy, buddy boy. <laughs>
0: buddy girl, buddy girl.
1: Buddy gal, buddy girl, buddy he, she, I uh, just want to get the pronouns correct. Uh, this was a wild ride.
0: <laughs> Hell hath
1: no fury, like K and B scorned, I guess I should say. They were... Working overtime on their on their special effects in
0: this bad boy. Yeah, Craig Nicotero and his team did some did some pretty damn good work on this in this movie. But we will get into that. And before we do, I don't have any connection to this film <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, I'm sure running it tonight. I have um, I've heard of it never seen it uh, I've seen a lot of the kills though they, they've come across you know my, my screen or something you know we follow a lot of horror accounts on Instagram and so I realized that I'd seen some of these kills I just didn't know that they were from this movie um, and yeah that is my connection with Intruder Zach what is yours my man I have a loose
1: connection to it um, I remember seeing it at the video store often the box with uh, Elizabeth Cox and like some shadow figure in the background that's the that's the poster or the box art i remember the most i remember seeing pictures of it in gore zone i think um and being really freaked out by it and i was going through this weird phase of like low budget indie really low budget horror films kind of really creep me out like in a in a depressing way where i'm like oh i don't know if i want to see this um where you can like see the dark circles on the dark circles under the actor's eyes and they're and it's not meant you're not meant to see the dark circles under their eyes um you know i don't know i think i i passed over this one often now i know why no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding (laughs) i'm kidding um i i can appreciate and and i'm looking forward to digging into it yeah so i have very minimal connection to it um i will say immediately i was like okay this movie can easily be remade and it's set in a Costco, and it should be called Inventory Night.
0: Oh, yeah! <laughs> and because
1: for anyone that's ever worked a retail job in in a mass place like a grocery store or Tower Records, from uh, personally speaking, they they shut the they either shut down early or you pull a night shift where you got to do inventory where you're basically counting everything all night, and it takes all night. You're working all night. So, yeah. how awesome would that be if they set this in a Costco? with doing inventory and Costco is so massive. It would make much more sense than a, than a grocery store.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think this would be ripe uh, for a remake. I think, yeah, the, like the theme, the setup is totally applicable to now and yeah. you know I'm sure you could even throw in probably some some solid uh you know social commentary in there as well um but yeah man I I I want to just really quick address the dark circles under everybody's eyes potentially uh, I know you weren't necessarily referencing this movie but in general uh this movie though was shot over the course of like a, a few weeks of course, all during the nights. So of course, they are all, you know, and we all know as um, as fans of film and hearing enough people talk, night shoots are the hardest because you have to, you know, you have to reacclimate your schedule and everything and your circadian rhythms and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they filmed it entirely uh, using what they what it, a film term is called short ends they film the entire movie on what's called short ends. And that is uh, a cheaper way to do the movie. It's unprocessed film. And a lot of times uh, student filmmakers will use short ends and you just basically, you're not buying a full reel. You're just buying sort of leftovers, but obviously they're perfectly fine. Your only limitation is is that you might not be able to get long takes out of it. But but truth be told, because there's not physically a lot of film there for you to shoot on, but truth be told, I honestly didn't really even notice anything in this, so I think the the director and the editor did a great job of you know using the film that they had, and I know that that saved them money because we use short ends in college, so and it was so much cheaper than buying a full reel. I got nothing. <laughs> You're like <"Sure>, whatever <laughs> you say, buddy. Sure, short sure. ends, lit ends, uh, long ends, B- big bouffant hair like Jennifer. Woo hoo! <laughs> so yeah, so well, I mean. Don't really have much else to, to <laughs> talk about before jumping into it because you and I don't really have much experience with the film. I will say, uh, you know, I didn't really look into much before I started watching it. Um, but after having seen it, really the, the biggest takeaway I have is the new poster that I think Blue Underground put out or whoever it was for the Blu-ray is so much better than all of the other posters that were made for this film. Every single one of them was terrible. And, tr- and truth be told... I didn't recognize a single one of them, but I had heard of the movie, but I didn't recognize the cover at all.
1: Yeah. I just remember seeing that one cover all the time at the store. Um, and yeah, with, well, the, the, the one I saw was, uh, you know, it's Jennifer kind of looking all disheveled with oh. minus the bloody nose throughout the entire movie for whatever reason. And, uh, and, and, with, with kind of like a shadow behind her and just an intruder. Um, yeah, the new cover art's really cool. It's it's great for, like, you know, gore hounds, and this is a gore hound movie. Yeah. If you're into gore, you're going to love this movie. Yes. Uh, if you're not into gore, then you're not going to love this movie. And, you know, <laughs> Crystal, hats off to her for picking a movie that would definitely fly under the radar for both of us. Uh, so first, for So that being said... Kudos to you, Crystal, for for dropping this one on us. Um, You know, I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad it's free. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad... uh, We
0: watched it on Tubi. Good old Tubi to the rescue.
1: (laughs) And, you know, I've never watched a full movie on Tubi, so I didn't realize that they had commercials throughout. And I'm like, oh, oh, there's a commercial. I can just fast forward. I can't fast forward. Yeah. yeah. Okay, there's just one. Oh, there's another one. Olive Garden again?
0: That is the drawback of Tubi, but they have such a great collection of... of you know, cult movies. I mean, they have the Prowler on there, motel. Hell, they have just so much. And, uh, Hey, crystal, this actually got me to sign up for a Tubi account. So now they're actually like recommending like awesome movies to me. So I could just live in Tubi. I wish you could actually pay like just like five bucks or something to take the, uh, the ads away because it's, it's mm. a great service. It's a great service, but, um, yeah, they got some
1: good stuff on there yeah. and I, I appreciate that they, that they go a little bit deeper on their content. Um, to be or not to be, definitely to be. <laughs>
0: there you go. Perfect. Perfect, my friend. So let's uh, jump into the cast and the crew. You want to talk about director Scott Spiegel. Do you?
1: <laughs> I'm he kidding. Has,
0: he, he's, he has a connection to Sam Raimi. Uh, he worked on Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. He was fake shimp in both of them. Um, that, you know, that character, the, the guy that's, you know... If you've seen the movie, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, he wrote the rookie. He the Rookie's wrote a the cool rookie. Movie. Yeah, he yeah. definitely did. Um, and he wrote this. He wrote Intruder with Lawrence Bender. He Lawrence Bender is the producer of the film, and he plays one of the cops at the end. But he went on to be a huge. Producer. He produced uh, Pulp Fiction. He produced Kill Bill. He produced Reservoir Dogs and Glorious he's Bastards. He Quentin's is, boy. Yeah, Yeah, clearly. And then just recently, he did the uh, the Harder They Fall, the Netflix one. Um. So yeah, he has been. He's probably the biggest breakout star of this entire thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Lawrence Bender is is a legendary producer, young producer too. Uh, and and his credits are insane so th- this very much feels like a indie student film into some regards and it's not to say that you know people didn't try their hardest but just because you try hard doesn't mean you're good at it
0: <laughs>
1: um but the cast is you, so you know when you go down the cast elizabeth cox plays jennifer ross she was in the wraith she's the girl in daytona Yeah. Who goes Come on, George. And everybody's like, yeah, come on, George. <laughs> George. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, Dude, in knowing it. Mind blown. I know. Knowing it now, my mind is blown, and I still can't see her, though. Like, I can't even picture it. So it's, it's one of those things where I'm literally having to take IMDb's word for it. But still, that's it's an awesome connection. Uh, she was also in Night of the Creeps.
1: Yeah, which is a movie I'm sure we'll get to at some point. Um, very cool. I, 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 I saw that immediately, and I'm like, uh, that's a great connection. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Maybe that's why Crystal chose this one for us. Renee Estevez, who I called uh, Jennifer Aniston before the nose job. <laughs> yeah, she um, does have a
0: bit of a Jennifer Aniston, a young, a, a, a leprechaun era Jennifer Aniston look to her.
1: Yes, yes. She was in Heathers, and she was in um, Single White Female. Um, you know, those are kind of her... She's she's the sibling of
0: Emilio yep. and, and Charlie Sheen. And, and yeah. And, the, and the other the other brother that no one talks about.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, then you got Dan Hicks and his hot licks. No connection to Dan Hicks and his hot licks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a band, by the way.
0: I I got to say he, he plays Bill. Uh, great. I, I got to say that he's my favorite part of this this movie uh, the, the gore is my favorite part and then just Bill's maniacalness uh, later on is is my second favorite part of this
1: yeah I'd say he if if uh if there ever was someone who could play the Tiger King he would be
0: it he yeah. looks
1: exactly like the Tiger King dude just yeah. bleach his hair blonde and you got the guy yeah um,
0: unfortunately passed away in 2020 at the young age of 68 he will not be playing tiger king nope he will not
1: (laughs) so seriously that's a bummer that he's passed away because it's fairly recent and he didn't reach the age of 70 what did i say 78 is the
0: good run the good run yeah so by your metric he did not have a good run (laughs) and if you guys want to know the metric we're referring to go check out tudara lefi anytime someone's passed zach always says "Ah, but he had a good run but only if they're over a certain age
1: yeah, so so 68 has gone too soon.
0: There you go. <laughs> the other side of the coin. <laughs> but yeah, he's great. He's he's a lot of fun in this, honestly. Um, and he's been in a bunch of stuff. He's been in like Darkman and Spider-Man because obviously he's got like that connection to uh, Sam Raimi as well. Um, but, you know, scrolling through, I kind of don't really recognize him from anything else, but I thought he was a hoot in this.
1: Yeah, he's great. He's great. And um, speaking of hoots or... Um, mullet hoots I guess Uh, David Burns plays Craig Peterson Craig Peterson I'm like does that name was that used in another movie
0: I don't know I feel like
1: Mallrats in the Mallrats one
0: uh, it's it's not jumping out I thought Craig Robinson uh, you know the actor was what popped in my head but I don't have a Craig Peterson in my head
1: I think Craig Stevens there's a movie where a guy goes you you kicked it's three o'clock high, I think, in uh, in, and when Richard Tyson's buddy Ravel shows up at, high, at the new high school, and I think uh, they're like, Yeah, I heard you kick Craig Stevens' ass, or the, it's the, 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 you haven't seen three o'clock high, but the, well, Lee, guy Lee sent
0: it to me. Uh, Lee sent it to me on DVD, so I'm gonna watch it. Lee, I know you're listening to this. Thank you so so much for sending that to me. I have it out. I'm I'm ready to watch it. I just haven't had a chance to. I'm looking forward to it, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, I, so this isn't really spoiling anything, but there's a line in there like "you kicked Craig Stevens," you kicked Craig Stevens' ass, and I'm like, so when I heard Craig Peterson, it just popped into my head just now. That's why I got really excited. You can see my <laughs> my volume levels on my uh, on my. Um, my audacity Uh, went up i'll I'll Um, see when
0: i'm when i go to edit it
1: (laughs) yeah you're like yep that's craig stevens craig stevens craig peterson craig 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 aka
0: david burns (laughs) david
1: burns and the guy was in a bunch of witchcraft movies uh two of them
0: they made like Uh, 10 of those things by the way i didn't know that
1: dude they're uh, crystal crystal please
0: don't bring those movies to us please (laughs) crystal please i want to watch <laughs> i want no, to watch uh, not. witchcraft <laughs> Make Zach. crystal please make zach watch witchcraft <laughs> no. No, <laughs> make, just like... you know make us do part 10 make us do some weird ass random oh number
1: <laughs> i gotta say like i don't shit on movies because you know i i we've talked about this yeah. but i but i do say if i'm not a fan of something i go i'm not a fan not a fan, <laughs> not a big fan.
0: Well, and, 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 you know, David Burns is doing an English accent or an American accent in this, but um, he, he's from Scotland. And once I learned that, I was like, yeah, he looks like he's Scottish. Like you know what I mean. Like once, once I learned it, it all came together. I was like, that haircut is definitely Scottish.
1: That sweet mullet. Yeah, yeah. David Burns no relation to uh, Talking Heads. David Burns.
0: Exactly. So. Exactly.
1: Uh, Sam Raimi heard of him. You know what's funny? He plays Randy. He he wasn't terrible in this. Like, actually, no, he's good. He's a good actor.
0: Yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, wow, he's actually. Not a bad actor, but he never really in anything. He, he, you know, obviously he directs. We all know that. Um, I kind of like him better than Ted. Not gonna lie.
1: Well, he's much better than Ted, but, um, but uh, in my opinion, but he was in a movie called Indian Summer, which is a mm. Bill, Bill Paxton, Diane Lane, actually great cast. Um, Vincent Spano was directed by. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now, but anyways, Indian Summer was a part of a Michigan trilogy. Oh. There was there was Coupe de Ville, there was crossing the bridge, and then there was Indian Summer. Great movie. It's kind of like the Big Chill in a
0: way. Okay, and you you know I love uh, Big Chill. Um, and then of course the connection to Michigan is Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi and Bruce Campbell and I believe uh, Scott Spiegel um, and probably Lawrence Bender are from Michigan. So. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, uh, definitely uh, Mike Binder. And I didn't even have to look that up. It just popped in my head. Mike Binder wrote and directed those movies. Go check them out. They're good. They're like um, coming-of-age type movies. And and Crossing the Bridge is dope. I think you really dig it. Uh, It's about these three high schoolers who cross into Canada to buy dope, to buy weed, and and get caught up with uh, some bullshit that goes on over there. It's good good stuff.
0: Okay, good cool. Stuff.
1: Yeah, and, he, and Sam Raimi is really good in Indian Summer. He plays like the I feel like he's like maintenance guy or something.
0: I'm I'm intrigued by actor Sam Raimi now.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's not bad. Um he was in a movie called Thou Shall Not Kill, I think. That was one of his first I think it I don't I don't know. I don't think it's a trauma movie, but it feels like it could have been a trauma movie he was what? like a cult leader in that Thou shall not no. cry little sister yeah crystal choose choose lost boys but that's no, no. <laughs> um eugene robert glazer eugene <laughs> danny uh, he plays danny and he's probably the the biggest name in this in this. Um,
0: yes. Aside from the producer. Yeah, exactly. He was in No no Way Out, La Femme Nikita. He's been TV on 24. Series, yeah. yeah. But he's got a good look to him, to be honest with you. I, I like his look.
1: He's been in everything. Uh, the guy's been in everything. So, yeah, he's he's a really talented actor. He was um, he was
0: night. He was uh, Lucian Orcus in Nightman. Diallo knows that show. Oh,
1: Diallo <laughs> no, loves his Nightman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Billy Marty plays Dave. Doesn't have an IMDb photo. I think every time we get to one of those, we just go
0: next. Next, yeah, I know. Because you look at his stuff and yep, nothing noteworthy. Moving on to Bub yep. Burr Steers.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, his voice man doing this whole thing. I think I'm gonna talk about the way he talks.
0: Uh, you, you know, it's like, yeah, you're not gonna give me a wedgie today because I didn't uh, wear underwear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing here? Like, so I'm like, we talked about on TV Obscura with Denver the Last Dinosaur how that cartoon is an authentic replication of like the look of 1988. And now, when yeah. you see stuff like Stranger Things, it's like it's trying to emulate that. When you hear Bub talk, I first, I'm thinking that they're making, like, a joke, and I do think that they're obviously leaning into it, because I do think this movie's tongue-in-cheek and it's supposed to not be taken seriously. Yeah. Um, but this movie being in 89, the voice that he's doing is much more authentic than, like, someone trying to replicate it now, you know? And it's that... Hardcore valley guy sort of talk, but if this movie's supposed to take place in Michigan, it makes sense. This it makes sense that he talks like a more exaggerated version because he's not technically from the valley, so he would just True. be getting it, you know what I mean, from somewhere True. else. But he, you know, honestly, at first, the first watch through, I thought it was silly, and then the second time, I was like, you know what, if if he didn't make that choice as an actor, he would have been a forgettable character, you know. And oh, I, was I,
1: like, I like his character, yeah, me too. I think his character is actually really funny, he's yeah. got some dynamics like stealing Oreos and whatnot. Yeah, but, uh, but
0: I need the cutter, man.
1: Yeah, he's, he's good. Um, he actually has been in a bunch of things. He's working to this day. He just did a movie called Chapel Weight, or a TV series. TV series called Chapel Wait with um, Adrian Brody.
0: Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, and he's he actually has written some stuff too. The screenplay for Pride and Prejudice and Zombies and How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, and then he's yeah doing a lot of uh, directing stuff after that as well. So hey, he's working. Wow. You know. Wow, that's impressive. Um, wait, hold on one second. He was the, holy crap, he was the director of Igby Goes Down, which is which was a really good movie with Kieran uh, Culkin. Yeah. Um, he's directed some like L Word episodes. He's directed some Weeds episodes. Some Big Love. Damn, that's actually pretty fucking impressive. And he directed Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which is not as impressive. I mean, yeah, but, but he's working.
1: He's working, and and it seems. Yeah, I think he. Um, I, I think he actually. Yeah, he directed Chapel. Wait, okay. Uh, okay, An episode of that. So that's cool. So he's turned from more behind the scenes type stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess we can mention the last one. We'll get the Bruce Campbell kind of at the end, but um, Ted Raimi plays Joe. He's another side character, and Ted Raimi, yeah, I mean, he,
0: he yeah, I he's know that's, right. Yeah, I just, I've never. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan. I'm not either, and I don't want to ever say that I don't like a person, but I don't think I like Ted Raimi, and I don't. I don't mean like as a person, but like as like a, a character actor. Every time he pops up, it. Always takes me out of the movie. And I don't... It's not just because I know he's Sam Raimi's brother. He's just... it's There's something about the way he acts that's always over the top. Uh, The last movie that we saw him in on our show was Hard Target. He played a very small role in that. Um, But... Yeah, dude, yeah, I, I think I'm, I
1: might have even said, oh, it was cool to see him in that. But I'm like, no, not in this. You know
0: what? It, that was probably the best role he's done because it was so short. But yeah, dude, I'm I'm just not the biggest Ted Ramsey's fan, you know?
1: Yeah. when I mean, yeah, it's like he kind of he really overacts. He really overacts in this. And I remember people were popping boners over Xena and Hercules back in the day. There was so much fandom behind that. And he was uh, he was a big he was either on, he was on one of those shows, I know, and I get it. It's cool. Like, and then you know, if you don't like him, then everyone jumps down your jock for not being into that person, and because it's like, how can you not like them? They're so cool. Like, it's just yeah. not my thing. They just yeah. yeah they- I, give me a Clint Howard any day over. it. Give me a, give me a Don Swayze over yeah. Ted Raimi.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I now dude, I'm, Give I'm me with you. Frank
1: Stallone this is gonna, over.
0: It's going to turn into the anti Ted Raimi episode, but you know what, the, buddy? I'm there for it. I am there for it. Uh, I do want to really quickly call out the two officers, officer Dalton and officer Matthews, uh, Dalton played by Alvy Moore and, uh, Matthews played by Tom Lester. Uh, they are both from green acres, the, the famous, uh, you know, TV sitcom from 1965 to 71. And, uh, it's interesting. I, I, I had I get a feeling that they booked them together and they pair them up together because, you know, they're both from Green Acres. But, you know, they, it was funny, too, because like when they're there, they had they had like an old way of acting about them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. And it almost felt like when they were there, it felt like a like cops from like a movie from the 50s, like them or something like that. You know, it felt like something like that, the way of acting. So but, you know, yeah. whatever, it was fine.
1: It's a funny, yeah. They have a funny scene, and some of the the lines that are delivered. I don't know if it's improv or not. It, it's it definitely actually brings up the scene. Yeah, you, you know the, the the young inexperienced actors in the scene are just like, oh, huh? yeah. This is what acting is.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's another highlight that I very much enjoy their little their little spot. Ditto, ditto. Um, And then finally, let's just call out uh, Tim, uh, Craig Stark, because he's been in some stuff too. He's been like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and uh, Hateful Eight and Django Unchained and whatnot. You know, small parts, not like main ones, but, you know, he's still working and everything. So Probably
1: thanks to Lawrence Bender getting parts in movies. Yep,
0: I guarantee. I mean, I think at this point, guys and gals, you can see how these connections happen. You know, Sam Raimi's connected over here. Something's over there. It was stuff like uh hard target which is what i didn't understand like why ted ramey was there but then you find out that sam ramey was on set the entire time because the studio wanted him to be there just in case something happened but a bing bada boom ted ramey's in hard target so you're like ah we're, we're putting together the tapestry that is hollywood
1: man and you know that's cool giving him a job and but but vague. give me a give me a ramon estevez <laughs> over a any day
0: there you go <laughs> <laughs> trying to think
1: of other obscure siblings give me a mike norris over a chuck is there a mike norris there is Jesus. he was in deadly game i think i think it's mike norris
0: and then and there's think, so many um like like uh twins too you know like linda hamilton jeremy
1: london yep. over a jason london
0: yep the jeremy and jason londons uh, uh the, the guy in in buffy um, uh, remember the kid in the, 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 you know, the, one of her friends was the main guy. Did you, did you ever watch Buffy?
1: I did. But that was another one where like people were like, Oh, it's so good. and like, it's not that
0: great. I mean,
1: it's good, but it's like, don't get all popping boners over it. Like, come on people. And then if you don't like it, they're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah.
0: Nicholas Brandon who played Xander. He also has a, a twin as well. And, he, uh,
1: he's kind of like a Ted Raimi
0: looking. <laughs> You I like I'm Nichols. Not? I liked him much better than, than Ted Ramey. So <laughs> I I got no beef with Buffy. <laughs> give me a
1: give me a give me a Kim Richards sister.
0: There you go over uh I Ramie.
1: Ramie. <laughs> is, trust me guys i mean this is gonna this is gonna come up throughout the night uh, i might have right. blew my load in the first five minutes just talking <laughs> don swayze people are like don swayze reference sweet
0: uh, Yeah, that's what they they show up for the don swayze reference who doesn't
1: <laughs> don swayze by the way looks like if uh <laughs> no disrespect but it looks like if patrick got like
0: in a funhouse mirror. He's got his face <laughs> yeah, kind of smushed in. It's like, yeah. Because like you can see Patrick in it, but it's distorted. <laughs> I know what you mean. You said it, though. I didn't. For I once, <laughs> I didn't I did. say it.
1: Watch. We'll end up interviewing Don Swayze and be like, you, you are such a good-looking dude. Yeah, no, I, I won't
0: do that. <laughs> good thing you'll never listen. He'll never think to listen to our intruder episode. No. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: hey, I heard that intruder episode before I came on your show. Oh, really? You can oh. go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> Click. <laughs> hello I, I hope that happens to us at least once in our life i or hope not says, go fuck yourself we recorded the whole thing and here's <laughs> here's the interview one minute long enjoy everybody
1: enjoy don swayze you can go fuck yourself <laughs> click you've just been listening to don swayze after dark
0: there you go all right man you want to get into intruder aka bill's wacky night
1: I'm ready to be intruded by intruder. Thanks, Crystal. <laughs> Thanks,
0: Crystal, for intruding us.
1: <laughs> Good evening, Walnut Lake shoppers. It's closing time.
0: Store will be closing in 15 minutes.
1: But the night crew still has work to do.
0: Oh my God! We're gonna get in so much trouble because there's one last customer who isn't satisfied.
1: No, this creep keeps calling her. He's driving us nuts. Leave me
0: alone. No.
1: He wants to slash their prices.
0: Ugh, who's there? He wants to cut their inventory.
1: You're <gasps> crazy!
0: In fact, he wants to chop until they all drop.
1: I saw him kill Linda.
0: And now he's turning their retail store. There's gonna be one more killing here tonight. Into a wholesale slaughterhouse. <laughs> just crazy about this store intruder all right so
1: was this a full moon produced film i think they i think they probably bought it for like you know 13 bucks or something yeah and then got to distribute it so i see because i it's not the original full moon logo it's like the new digitized one and i'm like oh the original was so much better with the richard with the richard band underlined track and God, I love Full Moon. We're going to do a Full Moon movie eventually, but um
0: Yeah, that just occurred to. to me. We have not done one technically. Because, yeah, I'm with you. I'm fairly certain this was just probably bought up and distributed by them. Because um, n- I've never remembered this, like, showing up on any catalog or, you know, Full Moon ad or anything. No. So. No,
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. And they... they- They've kind of become like Troma. They just have a bunch of movies that they didn't produce that they now own.
0: Well, because they have a—I think they have a streaming service, right? I think Troma and Full Moon have a streaming service. And anyone with a streaming service will tell you, you got to fill it with content. Otherwise, people are going to, you know, f- disappear. And that's why I always, like—I wish, like, Shudder would just, like, buy up Full Moon. for, Like, I wish it would just all merge. Like, we have a horror streaming app. It's called Shudder. Full Moon, just go into it, you know? Just all become one, you know?
1: Who who the hell's buying Full Moon streaming service?
0: Who? I, right? Exactly. So, you know, you maybe know, one day Shudder probably will pick it up because it'll be bargain bin price.
1: I mean, come on. I love Full Moon movies. I love their Shadow Zone titles. I love their or, a, or Moonbeam Entertainment. They, they have some offshoot production. Um, then they have their, like, soft core one, which you're, people are like... All that shit can, you can find for free somewhere nowadays. Yeah, you know, it is.
0: on YouTube usually. Yeah, why? Why? <laughs> why? Why? Uh, Dollman,
1: buy Dollman for five bucks and you're good to go in Puppet Master 1.
0: Kind of like why did uh, they put the teal lettering on the black background?
1: <laughs> why did they do that and why... <laughs> Dude, those credits take seven minutes, I think. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the opening credits are are pretty lackluster. Not the worst (laughs) we've seen, not split split second, don't get me wrong. Oh, Uh, I
1: think it's worse than split second.
0: No, because at least, I will say, at least the intruder title card was centered, unlike split second.
1: The title card looks good, but you're looking at a full moon with nothing else behind it.
0: Maybe and that's why Full Moon bought it. They were like, "Well, this movie has a full moon in it. We might as well just buy it for thirteen dollars."
1: Oh man, I would have loved to seen some little puppets walking around the grocery store, being like,
0: "Ted Raimi dead. Don Swayze lives." Oh my god! Go, we we go back in time and create that new new timeline. Essentially, oh my god.
1: Frank Stallone's there.
0: Jesus Christ, everything gets swapped. Everything else is fine, but like those two characters those two actors get swapped. Yes. Uh, <laughs> after after the credits, the pan the camera pans down from the moon onto the Walnut Lake Market grocery store. Now this was filmed in California, but uh, where the writer, which I think Scott Spiegel uh, worked at Walnut uh, Lake in in Michigan. so I think that's it was an homage to that essentially. That's cool. Inside, we see customers shopping, and we hear an announcement over the intercom that the store will be closing in 15 minutes. At the register, we see Jennifer and Linda ringing up customers and gossiping about boys. Jennifer's ringing an old man up. The old man uh, that she's helping uh, check out asks if he's interrupting anything, but she says no and hands him like his bag of groceries, which immediately rips and falls the bottom on the ground <laughs> he's
1: funny by the way that yeah. that guy he was hilarious The his his little mumbling side notes that he's doing through th- that whole scene are really
0: funny the older actors in this movie are the better actors in this movie yes agreed and i think because i think they pulled them all from out of work 50s actors essentially yeah She helps the old man collect his things and tells Linda she's going to collect carts in the parking lot. Uh, Real quick, I can't remember what part I saw it, but I sent Zach a picture. Man, there was a sweet rack of battle beasts hanging right by the register, and that just took me back to being fucking 10 years old. I...
1: Never saw Battle Beasts in a grocery store. If I did, I would have lost my shit. That would have been so cool.
0: They, they were on a carded two pack. Is that, I, I do think that that's how they came, right? Like on, on a carded two pack. Not all of them, like but that?
1: they did, yeah. I remember not all of them did, but they did do that. There was that big craze for a while. Mask did that. Dino Riders from Tyco, you know they they did that.
0: And aerators did that. Where basically you they they yep. filled out. You could fill out your ranks with like the smaller figures and stuff. Um, but yeah, but and then muscles. Remember muscles came in in the the plastic trash can. I think muscles. They did? came in the
1: trash can and they came in a pack of five.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah.
1: But they came in like a pack. The can of ten. Pack of five.
0: Dude, I love Battle Beasts. Yeah, I remember Starcom. Yeah, I think we Starcom. we talked about. I think we talked about all of these, uh, in the very first year. I think you brought Starcom to the obscure '80s toy lines uh, episode that we did yes. in year one. Year two, we did the obscure video games, and we are going to have to do something. But and in year three, this uh, this year, but this summer, usually. But those both of those episodes are like did huge numbers for us. People really enjoyed those.
1: People love their top fives, but yeah, Battle Beasts are great. It's such cool, yeah. cool concept. They're yeah. expensive now if you try to find them on eBay.
0: I love them. I loved them as a kid. I, Me too. I don't have any of them, but I really enjoyed them.
1: I loved anything you could sneak in your pocket because you weren't yeah. supposed to bring toys to school. Yep. And if you had something in your pocket, to that's like when Indian in the Cupboard came out. I was like... Oh, totally. I would do that. Bring my little figure to school, especially if he was
0: alive. <laughs> of course. Put it in my pocket. I haven't played yeah. with my dingus. So, um...
1: <laughs> yeah. So the, the banter between the two, uh, uh, you know, coworkers is like, Hoof-a-doof-a. it's brutal. Uh, in a, in a, in a laughable way, because the minute they start talking, you're like, "Ooh, this movie's gonna
0: be rough." <laughs> Crystal. Yeah. yeah the, the, Crystal. the the dialogue is not the strongest, but yet again, the old man crushes his dialogue.
1: Yes, the the like supporting actors are actually really entertaining.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, as Jennifer's gathering up carts outside, we see she's being watched by a creepy looking guy. We later find out it's it's Craig. Uh, a cart comes rolling out of the shadows towards her, but when she looks up, no one is there. Jennifer takes the carts in through the door and as the door the glass door closes, we see the reflection of the creepy guy in the door glass.
1: And it's a cutout of him did you notice that no. it's a cutout and it moves it's like a like a cardboard cutout and it moves
0: like <laughs> oh my god
1: the wind catches it I'm like wait what the fuck like the like when bruce lee died and in, in game of death and they just did a cardboard cutout of him in scenes <laughs> and
0: like, wait what
1: yeah go oh, back and watch that scene
0: Rewatch that i will have if you to dare watch that <laughs>
1: watch it for free on tubi
0: tubi uh sponsor us tubi uh, <laughs> Jennifer goes back to her register and helps one last customer. As he walks away, we see the creepy guy standing behind him in Jennifer's line. He says, long time no see. Jennifer says,
1: Craig?
0: Craig asks, how come she's never returned his calls? Then he says, I got a gimp hand from writing you letter after letter, just hoping you would write one back. Good old
1: I'm sure he got that gimp hand from <laughs>
0: writing letters. Got that gimp hand in prison from whacking it yep jennifer says this isn't a good time and craig slams his hand on the counter and asks when is a good time at this part oh here it is this is my notes at this part i noticed the battle beast two-pack at the register there you go it's in my notes (laughs) (laughs) And,
1: and side note side note to dudes listening to this if you want to get back together with a girl you broke up with this is not the best way to do that
0: this is ultimately no this is at first the worst way to do it but then by the end might be the best because he saves her and by the way the twist that this thing makes trying to make him a suit like a pseudo hero at the very end i'm like no 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 he is Thresh. too much of a piece of shit to be yeah. any kind of a hero
1: yeah he is a piece of shit the way he
0: like grabs her face in this scene is is disturbing well, he hits her at 1.2
1: yeah. yeah
0: well that's what yeah that's how she gets the bloody nose yep it's disturbing linda asks if there's a problem Craig Craig tells her to fuck off. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus, <Jeez>, I know. <laughs> Linda hits a button by her register and we see a bell go off in the manager's office. In the office, Danny and Bill are talking. Bill says he's going to check on what the girls need, but Danny says they have never once used that alarm properly. So look over the contracts first and then check on them. Then close the store. Bill says, at least let me look out the window. And so he goes over to the window, and there's like this slot where you can like move the a little cabinet, like a little shelving thing aside, and then you can see out onto the floor, which it's not for peeping. It's, you know, just to make sure everything's going on down there, and you don't need to have cameras and everything.
1: Yeah, we had that at Tower Records. Okay, uh, in, in the in the top level, we had security cameras, but we also had that kind of crow's nest. Uh, it was cool. We could spy on people, Just,
0: especially because you're on you were in a big store and you could actually like look over out over a lot of it and everything like that. Oh
1: yeah, spy on people. Spy on people. <laughs> spy on <Yeah>. Linda Blair. <laughs> No, I didn't need to spy on her.
0: <laughs> she was spying on you.
1: And if you want to know that whole story about Linda Blair, check out Tales from the Video Stores Patreon page.
0: I think we've told. I think you've told it on a wrap up too, but I can't even remember I what. Told so a
1: much detailed version for for a two dollar tier.
0: Oh, there you go. So guys and gals, uh, go check out uh, two dollar Layfee's uh, <laughs> Patreon as well. I I know that a, a few of you who are patrons of us are also patron patron of them. So we have a nice little. Incestuous, like crystal, We have a nice little incestuous family over here. Yeah, like Crystal. We sure do.
1: <laughs> you guys are all our family. Come yeah, on.
0: Yeah, exactly. We love you all. So he he opens the slot in the wall and looks out at the register, and he just sees Jennifer talking to Craig. Uh, cut to Craig slamming his hand down on the counter uh, in frustration, and Jennifer says that uh, she owes him uh, $1.35 for a pack of cigarettes. By the way, that's cheap as hell. She says she's sorry for what happened, but it's been over a year now. He tries to grab her mouth, and he says, uh, "He says he's been keeping his feelings alive for the whole time." She says, "Please, Craig, you owe me a dollar thirty-five for the cigarettes." Craig yells at her and says, "You owe me an explanation." Yeah, exact says, "You know, I mean, I know that most we've all been in this situation, like feeling like, uh, you know, blown off and everything, but you you don't cross this line. You know no. what I mean? You you." And, and the reason that she blew you off is because you act like this. You know, it's it's like, this is the reason. This is the reason. This is your answer, Craig.
1: And know to all people that get dumped, like, this is not how you're going to win back your person
0: you, you, ever. You win them back by evolving and changing and becoming a better person.
1: Or you move on because you didn't need them in the first place. Exactly. It's both. It's, one, it's either or.
0: Yep. Yep. You and Sometimes both, it you works, and sometimes it doesn't. You and I have both been in this situation before, but we've never gone to this. I've never grabbed a woman's face. We've never gone to this aspect of it.
1: I think if I've just done the self-inflicting things. Yeah,
0: me too, probably. Uh, Craig puts the money. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Craig puts the money in her hand and then. Uh, grabs her hand. I mean, you didn't see that coming, uh, uh, Jennifer. Uh, Linda grabs Craig from behind and he pushes her back. Uh, This gives Jennifer a chance to run away. She doesn't get far. Craig grabs her and smacks her across the face like a piece of shit. Again, remember all of this when they try to make Craig a pseudo hero at the end of the film. Remember all of the shit he does here one employee comes to to aid i had to write one employee because at that point in time i didn't know who all the what their names were so yeah. looking at even though i watched it once before doing the breakdown it took me a good like 20 minutes into the movie to figure out who what their names were because the imdb pictures don't help especially when you're missing one picture to cross reference yeah you're talking about dave right yeah exactly poor dave poor dave
1: dave oh
0: dave gets it the worst
1: he gets to the worst and he's got the, the bitchiest scream I've ever
0: heard in my entire life. It's it's great. I know. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on both of those statements.
1: Jennifer, you get to make... never mind. Well, we'll get there.
0: <laughs> so one employee uh, comes to her aid, but Craig throws him into the, the potato chip display. And I think, yeah, I think that was Dave. Uh, Bill grabs Craig from behind and tackles him to the floor. Linda and Jennifer yell, stop it. Craig breaks free and gets up. Bill punches him in the face, and Craig returns the favor. They trade blows like it's just—it's a slobber knocker at this point. They're just punching. It's punched. a slobber it's knocker, a, oh. and that's I and I got it exactly from where you know I got it from from wrestling. It's a wrestling reference. Hell yeah! Um, but uh, good old Jr. Good old Jr. Buddy, uh, I think the, he used to say that pre-stroke. Uh, uh, um, but uh, I mean, Bell's
1: palsy, dude. Oh, sorry.
0: It's, right. it's a
1: slobber knocker. It's a slobber yeah.
0: knocker. Sorry, JR. This is Bell's Palsy. He uh, doesn't listen. So, I, yeah, I know. <laughs> so they're trading <laughs> blows back and forth. Uh, the owner, Danny, comes running into the, the scuffle. Uh, He punches Craig in the stomach, and I love that, but Craig kicks him and breaks free. Uh, Craig starts backing away as Danny, Bill, and some of the other stock boys now close in on him. All of a sudden, Randy, who's uh, Sam Raimi's character, walks out with his butcher apron on, asking what's going on. Craig grabs him, throws him into the Pepsi display, and runs away from him. Uh, They all help Randy to his feet. Danny tells Jennifer to call the cops while they search the store, Danny says if they find anything to yell, but stay away from them. As Jennifer's calling the police, we see see she has a bloody nose. Now, I will say... Another one of my favorite parts of this movie is, since it all takes place in a grocery store, is seeing all the logos for, you know, 1988, Pepsi. And I say 88 oh, yeah. because it came out in 89, so you got to figure it was filmed in 88. So all the Pepsi cans, like, all the cereal, everything, Battle Beasts. So it's like, I'm just like, on one hand, I'm watching the movie, but on the other hand, I'm like, just looking everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, I remember that old fucking logo and shit. Right?
1: Yeah, no, it's great. I was I was expecting to see all generic stuff
0: i don't know i don't know how i know things must be different now than they were back then because i know we've talked about i think it was the movie the stuff where in the kids bedroom there was uh like star wars posters everywhere yeah. and we were like do we did they have to get the license for that and then my question for this movie is yeah d- d- like how do you film this movie like technically how, or how do you distribute it technically like meaning know. like with all the the rights to all these logos that you're using.
1: Well, this movie it probably went straight to vid. Yeah.
0: And um, you well, know. Eight, eighty nine. Would that have gone straight to video in eighty nine? Probably. I think so. That was right yeah. on the cusp, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. I don't. Oh, well, it says it made a, it made one hundred thirty thousand dollars at the box office.
0: Okay, so maybe maybe it had a limited limited run or something. Yeah. Guys and gals, if anyone can actually answer this question, I am personally very curious, like, how a movie like this just gets away with all the rights and everything, maybe even streaming now, like, on Tubi and whatnot. How how do they get away with that? But I'm guessing it has something to do with the date, meaning, like, how old it is. It probably is not applicable anymore because maybe some of those, the logos don't even matter anymore, you know? They're,
1: like, more concerned about the music than they were the... um you know yeah it makes sense
0: yeah and that's always the issue now is the music whenever uh, something doesn't come out on dvd or blu-ray it's because of the, it's fucking the worst m- the music yep and we talk about it all the time uh we see randy go back into the meat locker to investigate he thinks he hears something but it's nothing we see someone checking the storage area we see danny check the bathroom
1: oh b- by the way yeah it came out limited release in january of 89 okay and then it came out on video in April of 89.
0: Okay. Then that tracks that this was filmed in 88. So, you know, all the, all the fashion and everything is, is 88. Yeah. Okay, okay. cool. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. In the office, a bill lights up a cigarette and looks at Jennifer through the window out of the hidden window, uh, at the register, the police, uh, put Jennifer on hold In the back stock room, we see someone searching. I think it's Dave. Then Joe, Ted Ramey, comes sliding down a ramp and scares him. Dave says they're looking for Craig Peterson and uh, says he fought him. And and then Joe says he fought him back in high school. Dave says they just fought him in front of the store now to keep his eyes peeled. And then uh, Joe's kind of like nervous. He's like, what here now? Um, we see Linda creeping down the drink aisle when all of a sudden a hand shoots out and grabs her and she screams, but it's just Tim. Oh, Tim! And it's when Bub comes up. Bub and Bill come running up. But I love how Bub's like, "It's oh, you're always doing this, Tim. You're always." Doing hey man, what's going on, man? man? he's. You know what it sounds like. It sounds like in Heavy Metal, the animated one where um, they're snorting all the coke, the two aliens, one of them is uh, Harold Ramis. It sounds like Harold Ramis doing that kind of a voice. Like, hey, man, what's what's happening, man? Or this yeah. guy's emulating Harold Ramis doing that voice because that was like 81.
1: He's good. He stands out. He does. You're right. I, and I love it.
0: I think it's, it's funny, but at the same time, it's also super fun.
1: Yeah. It's fun and funny.
0: It, one might say it's funny <laughs>
1: it's no ted raimi
0: no nothing is
1: give me a chad low over a ted raimi any day
0: <laughs> are you just making some of these up now at some point you're no, just gonna
1: chad low is rob Lowe's <laughs> brother
0: i mean i figured but i i don't and at some point you i like can't just start Lowe. making them up and i won't even know to be truthful with you
1: how about give me a stephen baldwin
0: there you go that that i know that i know
1: Give me a Uh, Daniel Baldwin who's not related (laughs) to Daniel Baldwin from
0: Firefly. Yes, yes. Uh, Bill gives Tim shit for messing around, and uh, Bub says he knows where Craig might be, in the attic. Bill says, word, I caught you guys smoking that wacky tobacco? And so so they go off to investigate, and uh, Tim asks if Linda wants to have a beer with him in the back. Cooler, but Bill yells, I heard heard that. Good old Bill.
1: Good old Bill. By the way, it's Adam Baldwin, not not Daniel Baldwin.
0: That's right. That's right. Thank you for, for making the correction because otherwise we would hear about it online. Oh, my God. It's not Goblin. <laughs> the Goblin debacle. The Goblin debacle is stuff of legend at this point. <laughs> hey, At least we know people are paying attention to us, right? For sure. Upstairs, Bill climbs a ladder to look into the attic while Bub stands below, below him. Uh, when the top rung of the ladder breaks and Bill falls back down. Cut to downstairs and Jennifer is still holding uh, on hold with the police. There is a glass shield behind her dividing the registers and we see Craig's face in it looking at her. He slowly walks around to the opening of the register and he kicks open the door as she's telling the officers her, her address. Uh, we, hear him say, we hear them say, are you in danger, ma'am, as Craig grabs the phone and hangs it up. Craig gets into Jennifer's face and says, give me my change. She reaches into her pocket and hands him the coins, but he throws them down and tries to kiss her. Just then, Dave and Danny run up and grab Craig from behind. Bill runs up to help. Danny says that if Craig ever comes back, he better hope the cops get here before he does. Bill opens the front door and they all throw Craig outside. Craig's kind of like standing there looking at them as they're all yelling at him for to leave. He's like they're all just like fucking leave, man. Sam Raimi's like get the fuck out of here. Bill locks the door and uh locks the front door and Craig moves back into the shadows.
1: It's a funny scene cuz they're like all just standing there.
0: Yeah. They're like And he finally
1: just starts walking out.
0: Cuz he's like standing, he's just like like eyeballing them all, you know. It's it's this is this part like this moment was actually pretty intense, I thought. They're like yelling at him. It felt like You know, it just felt true. It felt like how you would, you know, how you would act in this.
1: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, what would I, what would I be doing? I'd just be standing there, I guess, watching him until
0: he leaves. Exactly. Yep. You're
1: not going to, you're not going to go back
0: and hang out. No, no. Danny and everyone are huddled up by the front registers now. Jennifer says the cops are going to send over a car as soon as possible. Bill says he and Danny want to congratulate everyone on how they handled the situation tonight. One of them asks if they'll get a raise, but Danny says, unfortunately, no. He wants them to mark everything in the store half off. He and Bill are selling the store. I will say that uh, Crystal did bring up something. She goes, uh, why mark everything in the store half off? Just when, you know, someone comes to the register, just look at the price and do it at the register. And I was like, oh yeah, that makes so much more sense than having this manpower here doing it.
1: I feel like... Yeah, no,
0: that's a good point. I can't dispute it. (laughs) Because if you literally know everything in the store is half off, then just hit 50% on every single sale.
1: Yeah, it'd be one thing if like some things are 30, some things are 50.
0: Yep, exactly, exactly. So good one, Crystal, good one. Danny says that they are selling the store to the city, but they can expect a bonus in their last check. Uh, And if anyone needs a recommendation, Bill and, and Danny will write a great one for them. Danny says that he's got to get back to the office and leaves everyone to sort of grumble and complain amongst themselves. Bill feels their pain, though. He says he doesn't want to sell the store. He's been there for over 10 years. The store is his life. He started as a butcher, just like Randy, and worked his way up to co-owner. It's his home away from home. Dave says if all that is true, why did Bill give in to Danny? Bill says he had to. Danny owns 51% of the company, and he owns 49%. That about sums it up. He'll miss the old place more than any of them will ever know. Bill then asks if anyone knows what they're supposed to do tonight. He's like, yeah, you guys know what you're supposed to do tonight. They say yes, and he says, good. Now I'm going to go take a fastie? I couldn't understand what he was saying, so I assume he just had to go pee, but I didn't understand what he was saying
1: yeah there was no subtitles on this so i couldn't track it either
0: yeah there then there's actually another piece of dialogue that i rewound like four times trying to figure out what bill said um it's it's when he's holding the head at the very end and and but i couldn't figure it out yeah that's the drawback of tubi there's no uh subtitles and i i wanted them on this episode outside the market we see from someone's pov as they're walking around the building assuming it's craig inside jennifer and linda clean up the pepsi display that was knocked over in the fight linda says it's going to be a pain changing all the price tags here you go well don't change the price tag just hit 50 percent at the register uh jennifer looks bummed and asks if she knows anyone that needs a cashier then the phone rings and linda says it's opportunity calling right now (laughs) jennifer answers the phone and it's craig on the other line she says that that she called the police and then yells, leave me alone, and hangs up. She walks over to Linda as the phone rings again. She tells Linda to ignore it. Linda says, uh, that guy's a total creep. You really went out with him? Jennifer said for about two months, a year ago. That was the last time she saw him. I mean, dude, two months, a year ago, and this guy's been fucking hooked.
1: Well, <clears throat> not gonna lie, I've been there, done that. Yeah, so. no, I two know. Months, two months is... Gets you sprung on somebody. It's happened to me before.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's happened to me too. I, depends not... on
1: who, depends on what's the
0: situation. Mm-hmm. What's the situation? Yes, yeah, depends on yep. the good, good, what the situation is. <laughs> depends on all that stuff. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying we're not total creeps. <laughs> no, but, but yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> The, that, the, so that was the last time she saw him. He's been in prison ever since. Uh, we Then we see Craig standing outside by the, the front door. Now, did you notice that the cinematographer has a lot of yes. fun in this movie?
1: <laughs> yes, I did. And I actually took note of that. I'm like, I, I get you think a shot is cool. Doesn't mean you should take the shot. <laughs> There's some awkward moments where I'm like, do you know that the camera is like Seriously, tilted at like a thirty-five degree angle right now. Like, yeah. what is going on?
0: I've I've marked a couple of them uh, here when she says he was in prison, the camera moves over and looks at her through like a cart. So she's through like, you know, like it's, it's like, you know, jail cell type of thing. And then it kind of pans over a little bit for, for him standing there. But I'm like, all of it's like, it's so on the nose later when someone, I think it's hitting the head. I think it's when um, I I mark it down, but I'll just say it now. Uh, I, when, when um, Craig hits Bill in the head with the hammer, he falls over, cut to a, a sack of potatoes falling because you know, that's, the term like knocked him out like a sack of potatoes you know essentially yes. so it's it's all like a metaphor but it's so in your face it's funny though i think it's fun i mean
1: it depends it, sometimes it's fun yeah. there, there are some tongue-in-cheek jokes which are really funny uh like some puns throughout towards the end of, when the kills happen but like the the scene where it's just a minute when um when Linda picks up the phone and she's talking to her boyfriend yes yes we'll, we'll get to that
0: yeah no we'll get to that because they had to create something to create that shot like you know what I mean they had to build something yeah I would have
1: rather they just had spent to... more money on
0: talent yeah. Yeah. agreed agreed well, yeah we'll talk we about that in one, shot we'll talk about that one second uh Linda asks what happened. Jennifer says they were at a bar when she told Craig she didn't want to see him anymore. The bouncer came over to tell Craig to settle down because he was starting a fight. When they pulled Craig off the guy, he was dead. Jennifer says it was an accident, she guesses.
1: How do you know?
0: It's either, it's either is or it isn't. Yeah. It's, it's either he killed the guy on purpose or not.
1: She's white trash. She's white trash, too. Like, yeah. they're both trashy.
0: Yeah, of course. No, they're to- total total Michigan trash.
1: <laughs> and, and, I can, and Corey can say that for me because I'm from Michigan. <laughs>
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: they're total Townsend trash. There you go.
0: There you go. Did you say Townsend? Yeah. Towson. Towson, God damn it.
1: <laughs> Towson, Towson. I said Towson.
0: Uh, oh, my God. I lost myself here. Okay crystal you did this to us you did this to us you did this to all wanted it more than we did
1: (laughs) actually it's true she did want it more than we did this this movie
0: (laughs) all of a sudden (laughs) now i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying i've been intruded (laughs) let me me drink some beer hold on
1: By the way, that was Demone from Fast Times at
0: Ridgemont High. You wanted it more than I did. Yeah. that's a line from a movie. No, in no, case I, anyone's like, "You guys are gross." No, I got it. I got it. I know. I know Ridgemont High. I'm I'm a fan of that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I watched it a lot when I was younger, like early college and all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's um, so good. Still yeah.
1: hold. It's a, it's a classic, and Demone's great. Yeah, Demone is great. Yeah, is great. yeah R- no, it's uh, Robert Romanus.
0: I need to pick up uh, that Blu-ray. I know there's a new one out. Oh, the cri- Criterion. Yeah, I, I I own it. Nice, nice. Oh, nice. Speaking of, I just saw Criterion's going to put out a new copy of Miller's Crossing on Blu-ray. Did
1: Fucking... you know? Fun fact: That's Matt Adler's favorite movie. Matt Adler of North Shore. No whom shit. have interviewed. Wow. He said it on the interview that we did for Two Dollar Late Fee on our YouTube our YouTube channel. Do
0: you have a YouTube channel now?
1: Yeah, Two Dollar Late Fee has a YouTube channel. We uh, with live content with video content on there. Nice. From Good our show. our interviews we did.
0: Good job, buddy. We're uh, working on getting us on, on uh, YouTube as well. Um, our oh, pal uh, over at Dead Alive Store on Instagram is helping us encode the the videos and everything. So go check out his awesome, awesome artwork that he does. He creates like custom figures and everything. Um, so so for, cool. you know for movies, like one off. Yeah, they're yeah. really neat. So uh, go check out on Instagram. Uh, his his handle is Dead Alive Store. And uh, he puts out some awesome, awesome shit. And he's helping us uh, get on in, uh, on YouTube as well, but get our, like, our full episodes and everything on there. So hopefully that'll be something that we can announce officially in like 2022 or something. No doubt. All of a sudden, Linda looks over by the door, but Craig is gone. She says it felt like someone was watching her. Then the phone rings again. Linda says if Craig is going to keep calling here, he's going to have to take some abuse. And she answers the phone with, Look here, shithead! But it's her boyfriend Teddy.
1: Teddy. She
0: she says she'll tell him about, you know, her night when she gets home. Um there's this shot. This is the shot of her talking to Teddy. It's like the camera is if was looking up through the rotary dial of the phone, and they had to actually create like a glass effect, you know, to shoot through for it to for them to do it. And it's interesting, maybe if this was a big budget movie, but you're like you know, like maybe you didn't, you could have taken the time and effort to make this and put it towards something else, you know?
1: Yeah, like there's scenes later on where there's a POV from, through a a bottle of wine or liquor or something. Yeah. And that's cool, because it's like, that's what you would see on the other end if you're looking at the person. No one's inside the phone looking out through the phone.
0: Teddy's not in the phone, Linda. He's not in there. They... <sighs>
1: <laughs> there's nothing in there
0: yeah I, i'm with do you, buddy. a buddy
1: fuck it do a do a do a fly point of view a point of view of the fly sitting on the phone looking up at linda through all the eyes and throwing up that would be funny yeah <laughs> or taking a dump on the phone because flies poop pretty much every time they land on something
0: so there you go and the more you know now you them, know yeah
1: <laughs>
0: yep. uh back to a pov shot of someone walking around outside the store again uh, we see another interesting shot of Jennifer sweeping the floor, and they had to—they would have had to use again plexiglass for them to her standing on it or something. Like it, this, the shot took time. Like it's—it's it's, maybe they had time. Maybe you know the K B effects guys were working on something that he's like, "I got the time. Let's set up an interesting shot." I, I don't know. I don't. Maybe that's what happened. If it was, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I hope that they didn't do these shots in lieu of doing something else. And they were only doing it because they just had extra time to kill while maybe they were waiting for an effect to be ready or something. I don't know.
1: Or it takes a very mundane scene and makes it interesting.
0: Yeah. That's true. too. Yeah. I mean, this one, I didn't have as much of a problem with this one as I did with the, the, the phone and maybe if they weren't just back to back, you know what I mean? Like just, yeah, the phone one was dumb. I thought the phone one was dumb.
1: Yeah. I like my idea of a fly.
0: Yeah, I do too. pooping everywhere. Buzz, buzz. Uh, throwing up she, so she's kind of like by the paper towels uh she looks at and she's kind of like sweeping up and she looks at the sign next to her and craig wrote on it jennifer i love you will do anything to get you back she <laughs> rips the sign up and throws it down and sweeps it up And that's like okay guy you know okay we see shots of everyone doing their their nightly tasks joe's in produce tim is stocking beer randy's in the meat locker jennifer's in the back room trying to open a bottle of aspirin when dave comes down the conveyor belt uh he's yeah he's like lying down um he hops up and opens the bottle for her he asks if she needs anything and she says uh, a new job he says you and me both uh dave says he's having a few people over on saturday night jennifer asks if he's still with her but he says no then she says they should Then he says they should just blow everyone else off and just hang out the two of them on Saturday. Jennifer says she'd like that. Just then, Bill walks in and tells them to get back to work. Bill tells Dave to bring out the baked beans and pineapple to make a display. He'll call it the Fart Blossom Special. Har, har, har. Oh, Bill. Oh, Bill. They all laugh. And and Dave takes the conveyor belt back up while Bill yells at him for riding it. He says, everyone here is ass backwards, except for you, Jennifer. He says uh, he has a friend looking for a new cashier at his store, and uh, will give Jennifer his number.
1: Yeah, this is a moment where I thought Bill was going to be a creeper. And because, uh, unfortunately, the trailer for this movie gives away who the killer is in okay. the trailer, yeah. which is a bummer. But, um. Bill I automatically assumed he was going to make a move like he just cuz he looks sleazy yeah with but his he mustache. doesn't. It's like kind of yeah with his mustache and his slick back hair it's actually kind of he's like sweet and I'm like oh that's cool yeah. okay good. I was hoping that that would be the case
0: which makes his turn more fun but yeah I'm I'm with you he looks like a sleaze but he's actually for now not.
1: Yeah, and spoiler, he's the killer because here's the deal. It's in the trailer. So.
0: <laughs> and spoiler, uh, once you know that he's a killer, about half of the kills don't make sense, like proximity and time-wise, like how he could yes. have gotten around. But uh, it doesn't matter because the kills are the best part of this movie. True. In one of the aisles, Linda is talking to Bub about Craig. Bub used to be best friends with Craig. He even got him this job. No, they even got me this job.
1: This is a weird. This is the the angle, the shot that really annoyed me because the way it's shot, it's it's such it's, an
0: odd angle. It's not straight down. It's like half sort of down. It's it's almost like it's coming at them from the two o'clock angle or something like that. Yeah, it's you really know, weird. It's Really and weird. So unnecessary. Yeah, it could have just been a lot more of a simple, you know, setup. Yeah, he says uh, Craig used to be cool but he went nuts after his dad died. He says Craig used to deal drugs, then got addicted himself. He started treating Jennifer like shit. Then Bub and Craig got into a fight, and and uh, and, and if Bub's brother hadn't hit Craig with the blender, Craig would have killed him. She's And then this one, Linda's like, a blender? And he's like, a Hamilton Beach. <laughs> Bill comes uh, over the intercom and says, break time. Everyone is in the break room except Linda. She's shopping and Danny. He's up in the office. They're all sort of at a table. Jennifer says the police haven't come yet. Dave says they're as slow as a firefighters are. Bill says he used to be a volunteer firefighter back in the day. They asked why he quit. He go. Was it too dangerous? Bill says, no, it wasn't. It wasn't always fires. They also got called for accidents too. the last accident. He, he worked would be enough for anyone to quit. Randy asks what happened. Bill said they got a call about an accident, so they all ride out to the scene, and they had to leave the station so fast that one of the guys, Parker, brought his hamburger with him. When they get to the scene, they find the corpse with its head missing. Parker walks down the street looking for it, and a few minutes later, as everyone's doing their job at the scene, all of a sudden, Parker comes walking back up the road towards them, holding the head in his one hand and his hamburger in the other, and he's still eating the hamburger. Needless to say, everyone lost their cookies. All of a sudden, we hear a banging at the door, and Bill goes running to investigate. Now, apparently, this story was in Raising Arizona.
1: Yeah, it's in the beginning when Nicolas Cage character, H. I. McDonough, is in prison talking to uh, talking to M. M. at Walsh.
0: Okay. I I haven't seen um... Uh, raised in Arizona in a long time but I love that movie I watched it back in high school when I died I, I physically died laughing when he's fight when Nicolas Cage is fighting and he gets his hands cut on the stucco on the that's ceiling that's my favorite, scene. That's my favorite he, scene he looks down <laughs> at his hands and screams it's I feel amazing I love it but so I was reading behind the scenes about this whole story thing and I think in the story um, uh, Nicolas Cage the character he's talking about is Bill the, na- the character's name is Bill so then in this movie I I I think this is all in purpose that they have yeah. this story in here and that the killer's name is Bill.
1: It makes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And I think it's M. Emmett Walsh telling the story in Raising Arizona. It's either when he's in prison or right after he gets out of prison, it's the job he's at or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and just Nicolas Cage is just sitting there like listening to it. And M. M. Emmett Walsh is classic. And he's got his hand in the other
0: And which is interesting because Raising Arizona came out in '87, so it was just the year prior. But they must have been so enamored with that, you know, movie. I mean,
1: that—that's my favorite Coen Brothers movie. But, um, but yeah, yeah, it's cool.
0: Mine, mine is definitely Miller's Crossing.
1: You and Matt Adler. That's right. Apparently,
0: we have something to talk about next time we hang out. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just want to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages.
1: Imagine being one of the last people on Earth, being trapped alone with something not human, something always watching, something always waiting. What would you do? Where would you run? Where would you hide if you were haunted? For Seven Winters Alone. Podcasting After Dark presents Seven Winters Alone, a dystopian
0: haunted house story by David Irons. Available now in paperback and ebook. And now, back to the show. So Bill goes running to investigate, but it's the cops! Bill unlocks... It's our favorite cops. It's the two from uh, yeah. fucking uh, Green Acres, man. Hey, and remember, another Green Acres connection was uh, Dreamscape that we reviewed. Because what's-his-name played the president? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. This, look at all these connections. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm, thanks, Crystal.
0: Yeah, thanks, Crystal. This is this, this is a good one.
1: Now the, the onion's starting... The onion is starting to get unravelled here. Crystal must have chosen this film specifically for those reasons: Dreamscape and the Wraith. <laughs> I'm going to say that the green she chose Agers. them for those reasons. Yeah, the green. And Agers for those connection. reasons, this is a great movie to choose for those reasons, Crystal.
0: <laughs> Not for the acting. Uh, Hoofa or the continuity. Hoofa. Bill introduces himself to the police and says, "Jennifer's the one that called." The cops ask if they had any more problems since they called. Jennifer says he called the store. They ask if he made any threats, but she says no. Uh, They said they ran a check on Craig, and it looks like he's out on parole. It's kind of all they really know about him. Uh, if he comes back, give them a call. The officer kind of grabs uh, grabs his card and says, uh, hands them his card. Nope, nope, that's not his card. Here it is. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> it's funny. It, it is. That's a great scene, like you said. It's a great little moment. Uh, all the while, the other officers like creepily smiling at Jennifer a little bit, you know. And then, uh, so he hands Bill the actual card, you know. And then they can't get out of the door because, you know, it, they're supposed to be automatic doors, but now they're locked up for the night. So they go kind of like bump. The cops bump into the doors. They try to like kind of move it. Bill sort of goes in to help. But, and I don't know if that was planned, but it was pretty fucking perfect.
1: Yeah, they they look like bumbling idiots from the moment they walk in the grocery store. It's really funny. They yeah. even kind of bump in. The, the one guy bumps into the door a little bit too when he walks it's in. It It's funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, the cops leave and Bill locks the doors back up. Cut to Linda finishing her shopping. Jennifer's ringing her up. Linda asks if the co- cops caught Craig, and Jennifer says no. Linda then says that Teddy's waiting for her at home and hates it when she's late. What the fuck? The guys in this movie are fucking scumbags. She's sitting there shopping for her and Teddy, you know what I mean? And and Teddy doesn't like it when I'm late. It's like, man, is this how guys were back then? Just pieces of shit? Well, yeah.
1: I, I dated a lot of girls who, who like, dumped me to go back to dudes like this. yeah the- I'm not even joking like and I'm like what is up with that? Don't you want someone who treats you like kindly with respect and and you know all the good stuff? Nope, nope. wrong
0: wrong, wrong. <laughs> like like Charlie Murphy says wrong.
1: <laughs> I'm, I swear to God so many women that I've dated. I'm not talking about women in general that I've yeah, dated yeah. personally have been like this. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you?
0: Self esteem? Is it low self esteem? I, I, I don't guess. know. Yes.
1: And like and all those guys who were just total douchebags and and some of those guys I, I know one guy who I didn't know when he was younger, but I could tell he was that kind of guy back then. He hasn't changed. Like what is it compels you to why can't we just be kind, and nice people?
0: I don't know. know. And, and, you know, we didn't know each other in in high school and college and whatnot. But I do think you and I are very similar in, like, how we dated. And and we were were the overly nice guys and whatnot. And then that tended, in our earlier ages, tended to lead to being shat on. But when you get older, I think women did seem to appreciate that more later on.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, When you're younger, it's, oh, my God, you're smothering me. And now it's, you know, why don't?
0: Don't, don't you smother don't stop, me. <laughs>
1: don't yeah, don't stop smothering me exactly, with the pillow on my face.
0: <laughs> what, what? <laughs> and, now, and now it's why are you smothering me? Oh. No, it's are you me? <laughs> no, and and it's us being kidding, smothered kidding, by kidding. by our wives <laughs> yes, because they yes. hate us. <laughs> Kristen
1: puts a pillow over my face at night. and She's like,
0: shh, shh, just, stop sh- breathing. It's okay. It's okay. Stop breathing. I'm joking. She doesn't do that. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Never wake up. Go to sleep. Never wake up.
1: <laughs> she doesn't do that to me. No. Crystal, you did this to me.
0: <laughs> Crystal, you did this to all We us. wouldn't be
1: having this discussion if it wasn't for you, Crystal.
0: Outside, we see Linda walking. Oh, sorry. Uh, so Jennifer's nose starts bleeding again, and she goes into the bathroom to check on it. Outside we see Linda walk to her car with her groceries. By the way, that bathroom is such a in, in like such a dark alley in the uh, in the place, you know. Oh,
1: it's disgusting. Yeah. And the way she's wiping off the she wipes the blood off of her chin but not her nose. And...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. I've never seen someone not be able to clean blood. I think <laughs> Greg Nicotero went a little crazy with the blood on her nose.
1: Yeah, and if, you know, if she's arguing with her boyfriend in a bar and not knowing if uh her boyfriend killed someone on accident or purpose. Well, she's kind of a buffoon.
0: She, she she might be a little bit of a buffoon. Yeah. Uh, if you
1: don't know how to clean blood off your nose, you might be a redneck.
0: You might be a buffoon.
1: <laughs> you might be a buffoon. <laughs> uh,
0: so outside, we see Linda walk into her car with her with her groceries for her and Teddy. But you better hurry up, Linda. You better hurry up. Jesus. Yeah. Teddy's waiting. So she thinks she hears something, uh, and and she asks who's there. No one replies, so she quickly puts her groceries in the trunk of her car. Uh, But when she shuts the trunk, we see someone standing there with a huge knife. The person grabs her by the throat, and the knife comes like comes downwards, right? Cut to Joe and Produce cutting a watermelon with the same kind of big knife, same kind of motion. And this, I actually like this cut. Like it, it cuts from one scene to the other on the motion of Joe's hand. Uh, real quick, yeah. I just want to—I'm I'm, going to roll back really quick to the outside, but I just want to finish this little part up. Joe's uh, slicing up a watermelon, and he's got headphones on. That's kind of the thing you got to know about Joe's character. Is he's always has his headphones on. Um, so later in the movie you can always tell when it's bill as the killer, but here in this shot right here was so clearly Craig with the hair and everything. Like yes. it, the silhouette was just, it was not bill. And it's no. second time I watched it. It threw me off. So I'm like, is the movie telling me that like, did Craig actually kill Linda here? And then this is the only person he had, he did kill or, but then he, what he says later kind of contradicts that. He says when he woke up, he saw, um, uh, you know, bill killer so i had a fun time with this movie but one of my biggest gripes is once you learn who the killer is a lot of this movie doesn't actually like make sense timeline wise and stuff when you try to put the pieces back together now i don't think that that's a detriment to the film i think it's 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 a fun film if you're gonna watch it you know what you're getting into and this is not the thing you're supposed to really care about but i'm just saying It's it's not one of those movies that's going to hold up story wise under repeat viewing, you know,
1: or continuity.
0: Yeah. Continuity wise. What I mean, because it's
1: I think it's supposed to be
0: Bill, but but it's the person clearly has a mullet, you know, I mean, it's just yeah, it's not. So, again, we're here for the kills. We're not here for the continuity. Uh, Cut to Joe. Cut to Joe. We're here for Crystal. (laughs) Yeah. Good. Good point. In the office, Bill is asking Danny how they constantly lost money for the past two years. He asks, what is he supposed to do? Sit around and watch them bulldoze this place to the ground? Danny says as long as the check clears, he doesn't care. He tells Bill to sign the papers. Now he has a lot of work to do, so go downstairs and make sure those jokers aren't ripping us off blind. I mean, yeah, I would be concerned about that as well uh bill angrily signs the papers and slams the door on his way out knocking over a picture of danny and bill which danny then throws in the trash oh jesus so, so dramatic but so real quick one thing also to note is that danny has one of those bill slip spikes on his desk what are those things called do you know
1: bill slip
0: spikes. Right. It you know what I'm talking about guys and gals? Yeah. It's you put the receipts on, you just you're supposed to slide it down and then you know, it goes all the way up and you, know, you can take the receipts off of it or something, but it's yeah. just a fucking metal spike so that'll come into play later. Just wanted to put that there. In the bathroom, Jennifer's cleaning the blood off of her nose and face, <laughs> like you were saying. <laughs> uh cut to Bill putting cardboard boxes in the garbage compactor when he hears a noise. He looks around and grabs a hammer, then goes to investigate the noise. Bill walks up to the back door of the building, and he sees the door handle slowly turn, but it's locked. Now, this is one of those moments I thought, was cool for a second freaky for a second. As he's standing there, there's no music, there's no nothing. And then the, 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 the doorknob just slightly turns and jiggles. I always think it's freaky when you're on one side of the door and then, you know, the door handle kind of jiggles like that. But then the camera starts rotating on. So the camera's facing bill. So it's kind of like the handle, the door handles point of view. And then the camera starts rotating in the direction that the the handle would be turning and then it kind of shoots back. You know, I was like, damn it. It was such a good scene to begin with. You did. You threw it off with that funky camera shot. Totally
1: agree. It would have been 10 times better if they just left it as is. Yep. In the
0: bathroom, Jennifer's still cleaning herself up <laughs> and then we can see a shape of a figure in the window behind her. She doesn't sort of notice though outside bills looking around by the back door. And he catches Craig peeking in through the bathroom window. They start fighting to kind of fall to the ground. But Craig gets a hold of Bill's hammer and hits him in the head with it.
1: Now, I thought this was a good moment because it would track if the hammer made him a little cuckoo. And that's what caused him to start killing people.
0: So that on my second watch through, that was my takeaway. That the blow to the head... Yeah. Um, made Bill go cuckoo. So that was my. So I'm watching it, tracking. That is my sort of takeaway. But then you get to the conversation with Craig at the end of the movie, where he says that Bill knocked him out and kept him. He knocked him out with the hammer and kept him alive to kind of frame him. uh, And he woke up seeing Linda getting killed. That doesn't track at all. So so. Two things or one of two things are happening. Either the character of Craig is lying to us or the film is lying to us. And that is what I'm not sure about. But what I like better is what you and I think, which is that Bill kind of got his marbles knocked loose when he got hit in the head. That's what I think.
1: Yeah. And I would prefer that
0: Craig killed Linda. Yeah, me too. I think that makes I think that makes more sense to me out of like anger. So, so, I think he was just lying. Craig's lying at the end then to make himself look better. And, 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 yeah, and then he's yeah. lying at the end. Yep. yep. Okay. All right. I'll, you know what? Crystal, verify this for us. Thank you. Cut to Joe and produce dropping a sack of potatoes on the ground. And and that's what I was referring to, you know. And, and that I actually thought was funny because I was like, okay. You know, it's like a sack of shit, sack of potatoes. Like, okay. He hit the ground like a sack of shit. I was like, I liked it. Um, but, you know, whatever uh <laughs> joe has his headphones on uh jennifer leaves the bathroom and walks into the storage area to get cleaning supplies we see someone watching her from a pov shot and we hear them breathing we see tim in the cooler drinking a beer actually he's drinking like six beers
1: yep he's
0: stealing them he's robbing them blind <laughs> they're going out of business just found out he's lost his job i mean i don't blame him right Mm-mm. here we are drinking beers while we're working this is our job so you know we all should be able
1: to indulge a little while we're while we're working except That's for
0: the... cops unless you're a cop then not that oh yeah <laughs>
1: oh in a in a in a in a heart surgeon
0: yeah yeah although i think a lot of times they are probably are the ones that are a little tipsy
1: and a plastic surgeon
0: if, if dr strange has taught us anything
1: And a dentist.
0: (laughs) So there's actually probably a lot of professions that we don't want anyone to be sort of tipsy and drunk at.
1: And the person that is in charge of the nuclear weapons.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Unless they're a vampire, like in the uh, Monsters episode. True. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. That was a great episode. It was. Go check out TV Obscura if you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's a great episode. In the office, Danny is pouring himself a scotch... Into a red Solo cup, because he's classy like that. (laughs) Uh, As the doorknob behind him sort of begins to turn, Danny puts the scotch bottle back in front of the camera. And uh, then we see two hands reach out and start strangling him from behind. Now, this camera shot, I don't mind because it kind of obscures who the killer is, you know, and I think that's the point of it. Danny grabs for the, like the the store microphone and starts yelling for help but I think he's hitting the buttons too much and and basically he's creating like this feedback over the intercom and then we didn't need a shot of every single person looking up at the intercom and and wincing you know like I think we yeah. could have just been fine with one person looking at the intercom and wincing Agreed. but we get like a shot of everybody doing it
1: that's why this movie's 87 minutes long
0: yeah you could trim a little bit and bring this down to a a cool like hour and 20 minutes maybe you know hour 20 80 80 minutes is good with me yep would have been a thank you
1: thank you crystal by the way for choosing yet again another movie that's less than 90 minutes yeah beautiful Monster Squad is like 87 minutes as well, I think. Well, now
0: I forgot to mention at the very beginning, but it is interesting that Crystal picked a movie, the our first movie is a movie that you and I have both seen and had yep. very similar experiences and love for the film, and then she picks another movie that neither of us have seen, and we're basically both back to the same <laughs> same scenario.
1: Pretty much. I'm I'm wondering if she is, will be surprised that we neither of us have seen this. Yeah, you know, Zach, Zach, of course you've seen this. I, I, I assume that you had, of course. I don't think my brother even saw it.
0: Holy shit. Eric, what are you doing, man? I was
1: too busy watching other movies.
0: You're too busy dropping his balls on your face.
1: Exactly. I'm watching Taboo.
0: Oh, I love Taboo. K. Parker, man. I had a huge hots for Kay Parker.
1: Yeah, So did he.
0: when <laughs> I, right I was when, 10. I know. Right when I said it, the, the look of... <laughs> Sadness on your face. It was it was very apparent. Yeah, Zach literally went from a smile to like the straight across mouth, you know.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to play with my GI jumps. That's I'm all I like, want to do.
0: He was like, I just wanted to be a kid for one more year. Just one more year yep. of innocence.
1: Now I get to be a kid as a dad, so that's pretty dope.
0: There you go. There you go. I'm uh, still... <laughs> So Danny's grabbing the store mic. Everybody's looking up. (laughs) Downstairs at the register, uh, Jennifer answers the phone. It's Linda's boyfriend, Teddy, asking where she is. Jennifer says she left a while ago. Upstairs in the office, Danny is still being strangled. Uh, the The killer is moving his head closer to that paper spike he has on the desk. The killer then pushes Danny's head down onto the spike, and the spike goes through his eye. This is a great fake head, dude.
1: It's a great fake head. Yeah, it really is.
0: This knocks his desk lamp over, and blood spills onto it, making the room sort of red. I love how Danny's like twitching on the table, and his hand is like on the calculator, like fucking doing crunching numbers and shit, you know. But it's crunching it's, numbers. It's, it's 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 kind of like gut wrenching. It's a little disturbing because of the twitching and everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. The killer walks to the hidden window and looks out over the store at the register Jennifer's cry- <laughs> at the register Jennifer's crying into her bucket of tears what the fuck and the camera again is like looking through the reflection and it's a bucket of water but she's crying and the tears are falling in it so it's a bucket of tears it's wild it's another metaphor yeah.
1: don't worry she's going to forget about it in a minute because she's going to be making out with dave that's right
0: <laughs> i was so scared her hair was going to get caught in the conveyor belt
1: that would have been amazing
0: i know <laughs> it would have that would have been a kill right there yeah uh dave comes up behind her and scares her by accident she uh, says her nose won't stop bleeding and teddy says linda isn't home and she's scared dave says the police will get craig and she's safe with them at the store then he kisses her on the nose. That was the weakest first kiss I've ever ever seen. And if I feel like if if you or I did that to a girl, we wouldn't get the like an actual proper kiss after that. They'd be like, well, we wouldn't Why'd you get kiss it my again. nose?
1: Nope. You don't you don't get it again. <laughs> no. The person that makes the first move, if you if you fuck up the first move, you don't get the second move. No. Because the the person you make the move on has the control at that point.
0: Yep. Exactly. They're like, i'm in charge you never get a second chance to make a first impression that's right
1: <laughs> i kissed a girl once she had such terrible breath and i was just like oh that it was a seinfeld moment i'm like ah, i'm never dating her i'm never that's never gonna happen again oh god it just well, and i feel so shallow saying that but it's true i was like i don't know
0: was it like a was it like cigarette breath or was it like halitosis It was, like, halitosis. Yeah. No, thank you.
1: And I was really ultra, ultra, uh, like, careful about that stuff back in the day. I'd always gum up, you know, lozenge up,
0: whatever. Well, yeah. Well, and it makes sense, too. I mean, you're not a smoker, so your olfactory and your fucking taste buds are, like, ten times better than mine. (laughs) So, of course, you're going to, you know, you're going to actually – yeah. Dude, I'm I'm with you, man. That's not – one of the worst reasons to break up with somebody that's that's pretty bad. Like, I, I, I don't like bad breath. I think it's ugh, grosses me out, man.
1: And she's like, Are you going to. So, so you call me later? I'm like, uh-huh. huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't. And of course, oh, like, dick.
0: you know, like like anything, Zach and I sit here and, you know, we, we lament all the, the horrible dates that we went on and how we were kind of, you know, you know, whatever d- discarded by some people. But you know what? We're probably the villains of somebody else's story, too. I'm sure I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am I know I am I know I am
1: yeah I mean I, I I consider everything that I've done quote unquote that was bad back in the day not nearly as bad as not that big of a deal but I'm sure in other people's opinion he, I was a dick I was an asshole. and sure and okay. you know what
0: you probably were, but that doesn't make you a bad person no Craig Craig's a bad person. Craig Craig. All right, so they kiss for real, because I guess Dave's really good-looking like that. I mean, he's not unattractive, he's a hunky dude. but yeah, he's, he's hunky. He's
1: a hunky dude, yeah.
0: I was expecting more of a fight from him later, but okay, we'll get to it. I know,
1: that. he's a little bitch. He is. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I know, he actually is a little bitch. He dies screaming like a bitch. He's I, like,
1: he's the biggest bitch out of all the hunky
0: boys. I know, you're. yeah, I know, you're not wrong. Uh, we see Tim spying on them. From the back in the cooler area. Yeah, like,
1: it's, like, looking like he's jerking off. He, he looks did, like he's yeah, jerking off. Yeah, there
0: was a shot of like his arm like moving. He's like, oh, oh you know, yeah,
1: this is great, guys.
0: <laughs>
1: this is like Pornhub before Pornhub.
0: Yeah, and this is when like Dave and Jennifer start sort of making out on the register. But like she lands on the, she's like on the conveyor belt, and he's on top of her. And literally, my whole like the whole time I'm thinking, holy shit, her hair's gonna get caught in that conveyor belt right there.
1: And they're going at it like I'm like, wait, is there going to be a sex scene on the in the middle of this movie? right yeah, now?
0: I know. I know. Oh, she had some she had some uh, uh, 80s pants on and some 80s shirt on, man. Oh, the 80s were sometimes it was not that flattering as far as fashion goes. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> then it's interesting. Then we see Tim outside of the cooler, but yeah. we have the same shot as as his POV. But now we know it's the killer's POV standing sort of where Tim was standing, essentially. Um, And uh, the killer hits a bottle and Tim kind of looks back. But the killer moves and Tim doesn't really see anybody and doesn't really, you know, follow through with it or anything. Cut to Bub restocking the cereal aisle. Cut to Randy eating olives. And then there's an eye in the jar. Is that supposed to be uh, Danny's eye?
1: I guess so. It doesn't track because that, that would have been demolished by
0: the uh, the spike. And it's halfway through the, yeah. the, the ball, the ball, the ball, the the jar of olives like it's, it's in the middle of it. So like Bill would have to like put it in there and then shift all the olives around. It just yeah, it, this is one of those things where it's like you can tell the movie. It was like, OK, this would be cool, but it just it doesn't track continuity wise.
1: No, Uh, we'll say it was Linda's eye. He carved it out of Linda's head and he put it in there. But that's a story building. So you're welcome. Crystal. Crystal.
0: (laughs) Crystal. Crystal. Uh, So Randy then goes into the meat locker to grab something. And when he, by the way,
1: sorry to cut you off, but the most disgusting looking meat locker, meat lockers do not have blood. Meat does not yeah. have blood dripping off it, by the way.
0: No, because it's supposed. To, well, yeah. First off, it's it's cold, Fucking disgusting. But, but yeah, they're not like still bleeding animals back there. Yes. But yeah, it's a nasty, nasty meat locker. I wouldn't buy. And everything's buy.
1: dark. It's really dark throughout this whole movie. Yeah, it's really creepy and gross. Like I feel kind of I felt <laughs> dirty.
0: And, and it almost has like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre feel to it. In, in certain spots, like this area, you know. Yeah. Which is that's a compliment I would say. But yeah, it it is gross. Or back a put there. down
1: the Texas chainsaw mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we, we get a shot of like while he was in there, a knife kind of disappears off the um the, the cutting board or that the hanging cool. area. Yeah. yeah. Um Cut to Joe still cutting produce with his headphones on. Okay, so Oh he,
1: God, over fucking acting. Yeah, like yeah. Of the course. way he's rocking out to his the whatever weird generic I don't know if if they if that was the original song or the licensing. Who knows? But anyway, sorry. No, he's,
0: he's rocking out and what he's doing is, so he's cutting with a butcher knife, but I mean, this is not how you cut with a butcher knife, but okay. So he's, he's picking it up, slamming it down, picking it up, slamming it down, picking it up, slamming it down. And he's like cutting up a watermelon or something. But one of the times when he picks it up and you don't kind of know that the camera switched to another hand and then the killer's hand comes down in the exact same motion and it hits Joe in the back of the head with the, the butcher knife, kind of like not like not pointy wise so that it would come out of his mouth or something like House by the Cemetery, but more like long wise. So it embeds into his head. And then I like I actually like the attention to detail where it cuts the uh, the headphones in half and the headphones fall off.
1: Yeah, no, that was, it, it, it's a cool kill. I get why he's chopping the way he's chopping cuz he's rocking out to his music and he's like dancing or whatever. I got that. I was like, "Okay, this is really over the top, but I get it. He's rocking out." And then yeah, the when it chops his h- headphones off. I was like, "Oh, that's a cool kill."
0: Yeah, it's a cool kill. And this is when I noticed that you could clearly tell that it was Bill. Like the shadow was Bill. Yes. And that's yeah, when I was you like, could. yeah, and that's when I was like, "Ah, that's just what makes the shadow of Craig earlier throw me off, you know, the Linda Linda's killer." True. Yeah man honestly you you, i think so many things would be fixed if they didn't show us that killer's image you know agreed hey everybody Corey here i just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages hey everybody welcome to talking
1: back the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies comics video games and more i'm your host tim and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean? Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back.
0: And now, back to the show. Cut to Dave cutting open a, a box of detergent, and it goes everywhere. He was like, I hate when that happens. Well, maybe you don't <laughs> cut boxes so randomly. Dave, you get a
1: pass because you're a hunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're so dumb. You're so pretty and dumb. <laughs> you
1: know, bitch scream.
0: Uh, Jennifer Jennifer's cleaning her register with, like, detergent. And this is when I was like, man, uh, you know, the— uh, I would love to go back to the '80s. I think it would be a great time. But there's some things nowadays that are better, like the fact that we all have uh, cell phones with, uh, you know, g- Google Maps in our pockets. None of us gets lost anymore, you know. But another thing that I do love is is sanitized wipes, like you know, Clorox wipes. <laughs> like yeah. I, I and I'm a clean freak, so we go through wipes like crazy because I wipe everything down. Um, but they're just like I can't imagine trying to clean with like a fucking bucket of bleach and water and a Ugh. giant sponge. Yeah,
1: no gloves, so her her fingertips are going to be pink by the time she's done because it's and no fingerprints probably because it's
0: all melted off at this point. (sighs) Jesus
1: Christ! That's okay because you know she's going to prison
0: later anyway. (laughs) This is true. Yeah, she's going to prison for life because you know they won't do any forensics work to figure out that it was Bill. (laughs) It's the '80s. Yeah, it's the '80s. They're going to take Bill's word for it. Uh, Dave is putting detergent back on the shelf, but it keeps falling over. It's Bub fucking with him. Bub then asks for Dave to throw his cutter over the aisle so he can borrow it. Thanks, Dave.
1: Thanks, Dave.
0: (laughs) Back in the produce area, we see Joe's dead body getting dragged away. Randy walks up to Danny's office door and knocks on it but gets no answer. The doorknob is broken off. I guess at this point, there's
1: no doorknob at all.
0: Yeah, it's a hole. So, but we never we saw that there was a doorknob before when during the kill scene. So, I guess Bill took the door handle off. I guess. Um,
1: sure, sure. It's a continuity error.
0: Yeah, chalk this one up to continuity error. He looks through the hole. Like, there's also like a red light coming through the hole. You know, so he looks at that. From that. that.
1: The blood coming off the the lens the, or whatever.
0: Uh, the yeah. So Bill's um, lamp. Yeah, lamp fell over and, and his blood fell into it. Make it. You yeah, know, it's like that's fine. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, yeah. but it, so we do see though as he's looking through. The hole, we see a shadow of a man come up behind him, but all of a sudden a ladder falls from a different direction onto him, and this causes the man to sort of move away. So it kind of saves Randy. And then Randy's like, oh, who put that there? Oh, that's right, I did. And this was <laughs> this was Sam Raimi's worst acting, was that line right there. <laughs>
1: but i i laugh when
0: no i did too because you can tell he's a a stoner but he he does do like the acting 101 like that's right he does the that's right that was me i did that you know yeah
1: (laughs) he got to live a little bit longer than his
0: brother that's true that is true Uh, i feel bad if their mom watched this movie (laughs) the both of their sons getting killed oh my god (laughs)
1: You guys chose to be in this film? <laughs> yeah, Mom, come on. I'm going to be a director someday, okay? Didn't you any make a movie? I did,
0: Mom, come on. It's going to be a big deal. And then Mrs. Ramey looks at Crystal and she goes, You chose this movie? <laughs> and then Ted's going, Hey,
1: Crystal, thanks for choosing this movie. <laughs> and then Mrs. Ramey goes, Shut up, Ted. You were the son I didn't want. It's <laughs> like and Ted t- goes, "I knew it! I knew it!" Oh, he totally looks like the son nobody wanted. <laughs> and then Sam's like, "Yeah, oh. yes." <laughs> What's the new movie he's gonna be making? Uh, he's got
0: tapped to do something. Yeah, no, he's doing something interesting, right? Like something Doctor big- Strange. Yeah, the new yeah. Doctor Strange. So we know fucking Ted Raimi's gonna be in that one. Oh my god i know right just fucking wait for it just fucking wait for it <laughs> oh.
1: he's no ben savage
0: <laughs> boy meets world now that one i know <laughs> although i never watched it i was never a boy meets world fan oh it's a great show
1: i love that show Ryder strong yeah nice to hang out with that guy oh really nice guy nice. yeah nice guy
0: nice cool good you're a cool guy. Look at you. You're a cool <laughs> guy. Mm. out. Right Name so dropper. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Crystal, you just, you just, you just got a Boy Meets World reference. How do you feel about
0: that? <laughs> She's gonna take her fucking money back. It's how she feels about that? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> She's like, fuck your Boy Meets World. That was the last straw. <laughs> <laughs> in the cooler, in the cooler, uh, Tim is pricing the beers. He's also pretending the price gun is a real gun, you know, when he's doing the cha-cha-cha, you know. Then the locker door opens. Uh, he yells to Bub to close the door, but no one responds. He, wa- he sits up, he closes the door, then all of a sudden a hand with a knife comes out of the dark and stabs him in the stomach. The blade goes through him and punctures the, the, the beers behind him and kind of sticks him sort of standing against the beers with beers exploding, shooting beer and blood everywhere. Again, it's fucking awesome because every kill in this yeah. movie is fucking awesome.
1: It's cool, yeah.
0: Yeah. Greg Nicotero and his team. I mean, this is, this is good shit right here. Cut to Bub in the garbage compactor room using the machine. He sees someone behind it and goes to Investigates, thinking it's Tim fucking with him. You really think you're going to give old Bub a wedgie? I think not, because I had the foresight not to wear any underwear. it's funny it was pretty funny bub leaves the back room looking for tim and finds him sitting in the beer cooler so bub is looking through the beer racks and he sees uh you know Tim sitting he doesn't see what the damage is right so he's kind of like sitting there but his eyes are sort of looking straight ahead it's i think it's kind of freaky when you think that he's like you know sitting there talking to a dead body like that yeah bub says you look horrible anal itch got you down (laughs) what are you catatonic he's talking to tim through the beer racks tim's just sitting there then all of a sudden two hands shoot out and grab bub by the head and pull him through into the beer pull him through the beer and into the cooler behind dave sees a beer can roll by but goes back to pricing his detergent dave you son of a bitch
1: Mm, you dumb hunk
0: (laughs) you beautiful bastard (laughs) Cut to Bub being carried by someone towards the garbage compactor. And he's screaming no. The person shoves the top of Bub's head into the compactor and pulls the lever. The thing comes slowly down. Bub is screaming. And it basically crushes him from the nose up to his brain. But like his mouth down is fine and screaming until it's not anymore and shooting blood everywhere. Fucking awesome but also kind of sickening i hated it because i liked bub and it was horrible that how he died actually every death is fucking horrible
1: my my wondering is at what point do you feel it and then and then go into complete shock yeah i know but like how long of a time frame before like is do you have to feel the bone cracking in your face oh
0: those are the questions oh. that make me sick to my stomach when I when I see deaths like this, you know? Yeah. And yeah, the this, same yeah. goes for Dave as well. Yep. Oof. Oof. But and here's the thing, guys and gals, they stack all the good kills, pretty much rapid fire succession right now, and then the last act becomes more of a chase scene. Cut back to Dave in the detergent aisle. The boxes fall over again, and he thinks Bub's fucking around. We see a severed hand fall into the lobster tank. Dave says, hey, bub, throw my box cutter back over here. And a box cutter comes flying through the the air and he goes to grab it. But it cuts his hand because the blade was out. Dave yells like, hey, man, put the fucking blade back in if you're going to do that. You know, Uh, Dave walks back into the meat area to get a band aid for his hand. He sees the meat slicers is on. He turns it off. Dave then walks into the bathroom and yells for Randy and Bub. He sees a pair of shoes in the stall. You you kind of think it's feet at first. He opens the door, and it is feet. They're, like, severed, but he thinks that they're playing a trick on him, and those are just pig's feet in in shoes, essentially. And to me, that makes sense, because I don't think your brain would immediately put together what that is, and you would think immediately that someone's just playing a prank on you. Yeah, yeah. Dave walks back into the meat packing area and sees blood coming out from under the meat locker door. Before he can open the door, he hears something coming from the attic area above him. There's a ladder next to him. He climbs the ladder to investigate. When he opens the hatch, a Halloween mask falls on him. And then there's like some other ones up there, a little jump scare, he takes his flashlight and looks around the darkness and yells for Bub. He Climbs the ladder higher And he's startled by Danny with his bloody eye hole reaching out for him. Dave backs away from the ladder. So now he's like he's in the attic area, but he's not all the way up to where he kind of could have gone. But he's like in a next little section area. So he backs away from the ladder. Doesn't help Danny. He runs over to like another one of these like hidden window things. uh, And he looks out and he sees Craig walking towards Jennifer at the registers. And Danny's like, help me. He's, like, still alive.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's still hanging on.
0: He's still hanging on, baby. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. Just die already. Uh Dave tries to call out to her, but the glass is soundproof. Dave is yelling Jennifer the way Billy yells Jamie in the Wraith. He's like, Jennifer! Yeah. It's Jennifer! <laughs>
1: This guy this guy went from stud to doof
0: in such a quick turn. He really does, dude. And right here is where I knew he wasn't going to survive by the way he yelled Jennifer. I was like, oh, you're you're not an action hero. You're not cool. No, you're no, dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer! Jennifer! <laughs> I, was I, mean, like, I was like, oh, no, guy. Oh, no. Dude. Oh,
1: no, guy. You're going down. Uh, he runs. Rock Harder's. <laughs>
0: He runs back to the ladder, but again, Danny reaches out pleading for help. He's, out. <laughs> He's like, come on, help the man, for Christ's sake. This causes Dave to fall down to the floor below, and it's he kind of slips on the blood and everything, too, and the, bl- the blood is dripping from Danny's eye down the ladder. Uh, we see Dave on the ground. By the way, there's no blood now coming out from under the meat locker door. Yeah. Continuity. Mistake. Continue what? That's the director. What? Uh, um, So we see Dave trying to sort of regain his senses, and from the killer's POV comes rushing at him and knocks him over. The killer then swings a giant like uh, meat cleaver and hacks him in the head. Like you can tell, it knocks a chunk out of the side of of Dave's head. The killer then drags Dave by his feet. Over to this bone saw area, and as Dave is getting you know dragged, he's trying to reach for the meat cleaver. He misses, but he's like going, "No, no, no!" Yeah. It's 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 sad, oh. and it's sad because it's probably how I would scream. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Dave's much better looking than me, so I assume he would be cooler. But he's not. So I'm gonna
1: say I would not scream like that. I'm gonna no.
0: I would say I hope I don't scream like that, but in my soul, I know I probably would.
1: No, I'm not going to let it. I'm not. I'm going to say no. <laughs> good. Say no.
0: Good. Good. So the killer puts Dave's head on the bone saw thing. Now, I do think Dave could have put up a little bit more of a fight, but I guess he's a little disoriented with a, a chunk being knocked out of his head by the meat cleaver. Yeah, so let's say he got a
1: concussion. Yeah. And probably
0: a concussion from falling. I and mean, he's just fucked up and fucking he gets the top of his face fucking head cut off so the meat saw goes right across where the in between basically the nose and the mouth and this is hands down the the highlight kill of the entire movie uh k b's effects team did a fantastic job at that fake head man dude the fake dave head was awesome and the fact that like he's screaming until it gets to a certain point, And then he just stops screaming is what I think makes me a little bit sick in my stomach. Cause it's just like, he just turns off at some point and I'm just like, Oh God, that's horrible. You know?
1: Yeah. I think if I had seen this movie when I was a kid, along with all the other horror films, I saw this film would have traumatized me. I think because of the fact that it is, the killer is like quote unquote, a friend and, and also it's so brutal. Uh, I don't think my, my little, you know, young psyche could have handled it. It's
0: really intense. And that is what I took away, too, as I was watching it the first time. You know, it's silly now, and we're having fun with it, but if I watched it as a kid, all of these kills would have disturbed me, mainly because Yeah, like, A, none of these people are really doing anything bad. Like, obviously, like, in Friday the 13th, they always tell you, like, oh, they're having drugs, they're having sex, so that's why they're getting killed. Here, they're just doing their fucking job. And at the end of the day, it's someone that they trusted, someone they called a friend. You're right, dude. It's fucking disturbing.
1: It is. It is. It is, dare I say, a little more realistic, because that's (laughs) the way it would go down.
0: You know what? Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, the the serial killer. He
1: didn't want to sell his business, and he snapped,
0: you know. Yep, exactly. Cut to Jennifer at the register. She yells for Dave, but it's dead quiet in the store. She walks around the store looking for people. She eventually makes her way to the detergent aisle, and we are treated to the falling gag once again for the third time. The falling box gag, you know. Jennifer walks past the, the lobster tank with the with the hand in it, but she doesn't notice the hand or the blood.
1: Never does. Then never gets played. Nope. It's just like a gag. Stupid.
0: Yeah, she sees. She walks by it like five times. Yeah. She then walks back into the butcher area and comments on how sort of untidy it is, and then she steps on the human eyeball, which is a good eyeball. I mean, it's a really good effect, but she doesn't really. It doesn't affect her. She's like, "Oh no, I stepped on something." Did the
1: eyeball jump out of the olive jar, by the way?
0: Exactly. So, but then I guess the idea is if Bill put it in the olive jar, he probably took it out and he's like, oh, I'm going to place it on the floor now. So he, I'm
1: going to place it on the floor now.
0: I mean, he's clearly lost his marbles completely at this point. So she says gross. <laughs> so my notes are about the eyeball. She says gross and moves on with her investigation. <laughs> yeah, she
1: she doesn't know. She crushed it. So she doesn't know what it really is, I
0: think. Exactly. All of a sudden, the meat hook conveyor belt turns on and a slab of meat comes at Jennifer. And she's, uh, she's you know, kind of like scaring her, you know. She says, that's not funny, Randy. And then she turns around and Randy's body runs into her as it's hanging off the meat hook by its head. She screams. And then this, yeah, Randy's uh, uh, meat hook kill was, holy shit, did I miss that? Oh, yeah. Where, where the fuck did I miss Randy's meat hook kill? It
1: came I'm trying to think back now. I think it comes
0: Okay, so think, all right, I must have just missed that one little scene. I mean, I don't even know where it was in my notes. So guys and gals, uh It's the, a pretty quick scene. It is quick. I uh and it's clearly before all this. Uh my apologies. This is like the first time I fucked up a a, a breakdown, but basically Damn, where was that? So Randy goes back in the meat locker. This is earlier on. This is before Tim. Before Tim gets killed. I think it's the one right before Tim gets killed. Uh, He goes back into the meat locker. He's kind of putting things away. He sees like some ribs or something. He smells them. He's like, oh, these are bad. I'm going to put these on special tomorrow. And then he sees a severed hand wrapped up in in a you know one of those meat wrapper things he's like what is this he's looking at it then all of a sudden bill picks him up from behind for and i just want to comment because he's going to do this later for to jennifer bill's upper body strength is remarkable in this movie but he picks randy up and basically drops his head on the meat hook so he's hanging there dangling it's under his his chin his jaw and he's like looking at it it's a fantastic effect and the whole time when randy's hanging here like that it's really well. Well done you know at all it's one of the time.
1: more realistic actually one of the more realistic kills yeah because because you don't see you see it like go in them and you're like wait wait how did they film that that's it's, cool
0: it's really good so i apologize uh mostly to crystal i'm sorry i, I don't know why i missed that uh, i think i just i probably uh missed my spot while reading through my notes and then just went on to the next scene or something um i don't think i missed anything else
1: no, you did not, okay. and and I take full responsibility for not calling you on that. So,
0: <laughs> thank you, I appreciate it. It's team so, effort. Crystal.
1: Thank you. You're welcome. And we're sorry.
0: <laughs> all of the above. Yes. <laughs> uh, so she says, that's not funny, Randy. Then all of a sudden she turns around and now Randy, and he, Randy is hanging off the meat hook and he he's like, he's hanging right behind her and he kind of like hit, hits her and she screams, you know, uh, Jennifer looks to her left and she sees a person's shadow in the door. It's clearly Bill again. Uh, she runs into the meat locker area and closes the door. She runs to the back of the locker and hides behind a slab of meat. She sees a meat hook, like grabbing tools. Is that what they are? It's, it's like a metal or I'm yeah. sorry. It's a. it's a, is that just a meat hook? Is that all that is? Yep. Yep. Okay. And it's got the little wooden handle so you can kind of just grab the meat and move it and everything. Yep. Okay. Clearly I never worked in a grocery store. Um, so she grabs a meat hook that's kind of hanging off of a like, slab of meat. Slowly, the camera pans up behind her, and we see a pair of legs and a lower torso hanging behind her. The upper part of the body has been cut off. She doesn't see it. That's cool. I like that shit a lot that she never sees it behind her. As she's sitting there, a piece of meat next to her starts moving, and then she runs out of the locker room with the killer chasing her. How did he get in, though?
1: I don't know. And how did he have time to cut all these bodies up?
0: I know. Yeah, I know. I know. Continuity. She tries to close the meat locker door, but the killer tries to grab her. She stabs his hand through with the meat hook, then tries to use Randy's dead weight body to block it, but she can't get the door closed. She abandoned. What's funny
1: about that, by the way, is she, she tries to keep the dead weight, but he's on like a, he's on like a pulley. Yeah. Like he's on a, so, it would just move the body out of the way really easily,
0: <laughs> which it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she try A for effort, right? Yeah,
1: she nah, no, aban- more like a D for effort. She's an idiot.
0: <laughs> she abandons the plan and runs back into the store. She's white trash. She is. Jennifer runs to the store and up to Danny's office. She knocks on the door screaming for Danny, but no one answers. She, now she sees blood coming from under the door and backs away. But why is there blood now? He's he's in the attic at this point, you know? And she so she backs away and falls right down the chute that kind of goes into, I, I don't know if it's the trash area, part of the stock area, or something like that. But it's like this metal chute. Uh, It's not the conveyor belt that that will happen in a second, but it's just like a a slide, essentially. Uh, And she slides down the chute and uh, into the stock area below where Tim's upper body and his lower body is cut in two and put into two separate trash cans. Yeah, you're right. Like at this point, how does how does fucking Bill have the time to do all this?
1: Because I'm really good at my job. That's why.
0: <laughs> That's right. He has a sign on him that reads, as advertised, half off. I thought that was funny. Yeah, This now the puns start coming out. Now they start coming out because there's another one in one second. Jennifer screams. She gets off the ramp and immediately sees a hand sticking out of the trash compactor. Next to the hand is a little tag that says, new crush proof boxes. And of course they're crushed, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That was funny too. Cause I didn't notice it the first time. And the second time I just, I only noticed it cause I paused it was, I was taking my notes and I saw it and I was like, ah, guys, you, you're clever, clever. <laughs> Jennifer runs into the next room and Joe's body comes down the conveyor belt. Uh, it's like sort of li- laying there. When it gets to the bottom, the conveyor belt goes back and the body starts coming back up, but the body falls apart because it was it's cut up, but, you know, it's just sort of placed together. Again, when did Bill have time for this? Yeah. She runs to the back door to leave, but it's locked. Jennifer runs back into the store only to discover Dave's severed and bisected head in the beer cooler. She almost throws up, and this was good. I thought this was really good. So it's, is Dave's head. You know, obviously it's her love interest. It's cut like right in the middle, but it's, and then the top part is placed back on, but not perfectly. So it's like off. It's weird, which is cool, which would, which what makes it pretty freaky. And of course, this is kind of like the centerpiece of the, the image of the cover as well. It's clearly this kill and everything is the centerpiece of the film. Oh no doubt. And it's again a great fake head disturbing it is very disturbing then the lights go out and she kind of sits there in the dark next to fucking dave's head for a few minutes then she sees car lights pull up to the front of the store and goes running that way outside a guy gets out of the car kind of walks into the door he's like ah they're closed gets back in the car and drives off Jennifer funny scene it is jennifer runs to the door but it's too late he's gone all of a sudden, she sees Craig's reflection in the window and then like a dummy backs up into Craig. It's his reflection. He's not outside. He's behind you. Craig grabs Jennifer and she screams, let me go and stabs him in like the collar or something, I guess, with the, yeah. the meat hook. I, and he
1: drops fast.
0: He drops like a sack of potatoes.
1: Yeah, I wrote that. I'm like, he dropped like a ton of bricks. <laughs> he,
0: he, yeah. And he goes right into a fucking shopping cart. Like, yes. Like into it. Yes. <laughs> jennifer cries and says craig! <laughs> craig she then cries more and she slowly backs away to the register area all of a sudden she hears footsteps and yells who's there
1: yeah i wrote down like who the fuck do you think <laughs> you've seen every, everyone else is dead except right? for bill
0: yeah it's, it's the only one left uh bill comes walking out of the darkness jennifer runs up to bill and he tells her that everything will be all right he says he tried to stop Craig at the back of the store, but the son of a bitch knocked him out with his own hammer. Jennifer says he killed everyone. Bill says he'll call the police. Then we see Craig's eyes open.
1: This is cool. This is a cool moment because you know that Bill's the killer, but uh and he like kind of touches Jen a certain way. They're, they're like, hugging him. Hem- they're hugging or something. Yeah, but he like puts his arms on her he's like puts her hands on her hips. You know, it's it's a little like it's a little too kind of into her at that moment, which tracks because now he's like totally lost his mind.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and also, too, because when he, he he picks up the phone, he looks back at her and he kind of gives her the uh, gross wink. Yeah,
1: it's gross. Yeah.
0: As Jennifer is standing at her register, she notices blood on her hands, then looks at Bill's bloody hand holding the phone. Bill sees what she's looking at and then smashes the phone down as she screams no. So now we know, now everybody knows.
1: This is scary. This this is this part's scary.
0: Yeah. So Jennifer basically goes running for the door as Bill is running across the top of the conveyor belts the register belts you know counters yeah countertops yeah and he grabs her right at the end this is i mean this is like i thought i was like damn go girl you know he grabs her right at the end and he fucking like rips her hair out too i was like that's intense yeah
1: yeah it's creepy
0: the way he's stalking after her yeah because he's kind of like doing this like motion you know uh jennifer says you killed them but why bill says for the store danny was always a big boss He always called the shots in every business deal. Till now. I couldn't let that son of a bitch take this store away from me. This store's my whole life. I had to kill him. Jennifer says, The Night Crew had nothing to do with it. By the way, the original title for the film was The Night Crew. Bill says, I couldn't let anyone stop me. I guess I got a little carried away. Jennifer says, You're sick. And she sort of spits in his face and he licks the spit and says, Don't you see? I'm just crazy about this store. That voice killed me. How do you do it, buddy? Oh, uh,
1: practice, 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 practice.
0: Practice, practice, practice. Bill says, uh, <laughs> "Bill says he's sorry, but there's going to be one more killing tonight." Oh, oh. dear! <laughs> and Craig will take all the blame. Just then, Jennifer grabs a plastic—clearly a plastic bottle <laughs> of something—and hits him. Yes. <laughs> but then because when it hits the ground though it makes a glass sound but i'm like that's yep. like a, that was like a, a liter cola you know type of bottle he falls over she runs into the store and kind of hides between a popcorn display end cap that's in between the shelves so she pulls it sort of back behind like you know she goes behind it and pulls. so like he so now she's technically like in between the the shelving in the aisle basically Bill goes looking for her, and this is when the director choose a ver- chooses a very interesting shot of Bill's distorted face looking through, like, a bottle of scotch or something. But he looks like fucking uh, the Master Control Program uh, from the end of Tron, you know?
1: Totally does. And <laughs> in this guy, the director clearly loves this because he does it twice.
0: Yeah, yes. He clearly thought this was a good one, a good choice. I This one I enjoyed. I liked this one. Um, but I think, you know, well— I don't know. I guess. I guess the only one I truly hate was the 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 phone. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I didn't mind this. I didn't mind this because it's like you know it's perspective shot. It's, yeah. I, I yeah.
0: And it looks interesting, and he looks distorted, so it's it's doing yeah. what it's supposed to do, which is inform yeah. you of his psyche. Bill eventually finds himself near Jennifer's hiding spot, but doesn't know she's there. He has a meat cleaver in his hand. We see in Jennifer's hiding spot that her nose is bleeding heavily and is dripping and mixing with the liquid from a bottle that broke, you know, in like sort of by the spot in there. it wasn't super clear as to where that bottle was, and it broke. But basically, water starts sort of coming from between her legs, and now her blood is dripping in it, and now it's mixing with the blood and everything. I get what they, like, I know where they were trying to get to, like, because Bill sees, he looks down and sees the blood in the liquid. And so I was like, I know what they were trying to get to, but, like, it just, they needed to do a better job of putting the pieces into place as to why that was happening.
1: Yeah, agreed.
0: So he looks down and sees the blood, and so he knows where she's hiding, and he starts hacking into that with the, the cleaver. Jennifer screams. She makes her way out from behind the, the display and runs, but Bill doesn't really chase her. Jennifer runs back into the meat-cutting area and grabs two knives. She goes back into the store, passing the lobster tank again with a severed hand, never notices it like you called out.
1: I do have to point out that this sequence, by the way, like right before and after – the music is so distracting because the piano is like someone taking a finger and on the piano and going, and I'm like, wow, that is the most lazy example of music for a movie I've ever heard in my entire life. It's literally just a kid could do that. Lo, 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 lo. It's really bad.
0: I don't think they had, had it in the budget for uh, for music. <laughs> for I mean, I
1: would have rather had just a note. Ding. Yeah. Ding. Ding. Like, it's really bad. Yeah.
0: It's not the highlight of the movie, that's for sure. <laughs> Crystal. Crystal. Boy. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, she's like,
1: oh, I'll choose Phantasm for my next one.
0: <laughs> or Blood Rage. I've never seen Blood Rage. What's that? Oh, my, Crystal. I think, uh, keep this one in mind. Blood Rage? So. This right here, dude, is one of my favorite moments in the movie right now. So we see Bill walking down the aisle, like, all maniacally, like, holding, like, his meat cleaver or whatever. He, and he's well, he's walking down the aisle with, like, the paper towels or whatever. And two rolls of paper towels had like, sort of fallen off the shelf. And he's, like he, – I just love how he just stops being maniacal and, like, goes right back into, like, being manager Bill. It's so funny. And, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, like, oh, okay, let me put these back. And then after he does that, he literally goes – goes back into his position and and is maniacal and like starts stalking down the the aisle. And it was my second viewing when I noticed it. And I was like, you know what? Okay. This movie's tongue in cheek. It's not supposed to be serious. It's supposed to be fun and silly, like evil dead. You know,
1: it's great. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do
0: like that. Jennifer runs around another aisle with her knives in hand she stops by some boxes of cereal. I think they were cereal uh, to look around. And then Bill reaches through from the next aisle and grabs Jennifer by the hair, picking her up off the ground, causing her to lose both of her knives. And this was when I was like, damn, Bill's like upper body strength is crazy. You know, a couple yep, of this real. it's insane. She grabs a glass jar of popcorn kernels and smashes it over Bill's head, causing him to let her go.
1: I think it's uh uh nutritional yeast or um, wheat germ it's wheat germ
0: okay okay good notice i'm glad glad you saw that one
1: (laughs) all i know is it's because kristen loves to put nutritional yeast on her popcorn and i'm like you want your yeast on your popcorn your yeast infection on your popcorn (laughs) and she's like that's gross
0: and yes and yes i do (laughs) i know kristen i know what kristen's response will be to that oh you know (laughs) oh i know oh femme french i love you oh femme french she doesn't hold back (laughs) no jennifer falls to the ground and picks up one of the knives then goes running through the store she gets to the front door and tries to break the glass with the fire extinguisher but it won't break smart yeah because those things are that's uh you know to prevent theft basically
1: Yeah, but, I mean, like, smart thing to use. And then I'm like, well, you can't do that for too long because he's going to hear you.
0: Exactly. Just then, one of the nighttime produce delivery guys shows up, although he should have been using the back door. Um, And I believe this produce delivery guy is the director. Uh, She screams for help, but then all of a sudden he's stabbed from behind and dies against the glass. And then, like, Bill is standing there, and he's kind of dangling the keys at her from the other side. Jennifer then hears a noise from behind her inside the store, and she yells, who's there? She takes her knife and walks into the store looking around. She hears someone yelling for help and finds Danny lying on the ground, but she can only see his head and his arm. She runs over to him and grabs his arm to help him up, but it's Bill's arm and he's holding Danny's severed head. Can
1: now, we also talk about the fact that she says, who's there? Meanwhile, she's being stalked by a maniac.
0: Well, who's Gil- there? Well, I mean, hold on. Bill's outside at the moment when she hears, like, the noise, right? She says, but I wouldn't be
1: making any sounds at all is what I'm saying.
0: Well, no, I I, no, I agree with you. But I'm saying continuity wise, like, how did Bill get oh, back yeah. inside in that quick of a time, you know? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he like stands up and he's holding her the severed hand bill mocks her by sort of in, like um imitating danny's calling for help and everything yeah. then he kisses danny's face is you know, on on the face on his severed head well hmm.
1: tracks with the photo on the table with the arm around him and <laughs> that's true lover scorned
0: this is true this is true
1: lover scorned baby
0: uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. As Seinfeld mm-hmm. would say, uh, he says you're next to Jennifer, and she tries to strat and she tries to stab Bill with the butcher knife, but he grabs it by the blade and rips it out of her hand. That was pretty intense because yeah, like his cool. fingers are bleeding and shit, you know. Jennifer starts backing down the aisle with Bill walking towards her, holding Danny's head in one hand, and now he's miraculously got a sandwich in the other. He says, here comes fucking Parker walking down the road, swinging the head in one hand and eating his sandwich in the other. Then he says, you're playing hard to get. And this is when he says something that I couldn't fucking understand. It was like, now run or something like that. And that's at the beginning when I, the, the quote, the same sort of thing I did, the intro of this, I was trying to, yeah. that's what I was kind of implying, but I don't think he says now run. I don't know what he says.
1: I don't, I, I don't
0: either. I couldn't understand it. And I like turned the volume up and everything. So she goes running through the store and right into Craig who puts his hand on her mouth to prevent her from screaming. He says, Bill tried to set him up. That's why he didn't kill him. He, Craig says Bill knocked him out, and when he came to, he saw Bill kill Linda. He tried to run after Bill, but he locked the doors. Craig said he even tried calling the cops. I think Craig's lying, dude, truthfully.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you're going to believe this guy?
0: Exactly. Why would he be? Why would he be telling the truth now? No, exactly. Craig says he got in through the bathroom window, and that's how they'll get out. Just then, Bill comes out from around the aisle and hits Craig with Danny's severed head. I do like it when you beat somebody with, like, a part of somebody else. You know, I think that's funny. Yeah, that head
1: is is not looking as good as it did earlier in the movie, but still, it's still pretty good. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Jennifer runs all the way to the bathroom while Bill beats Craig unconscious with Danny's severed head, then drops the head on him and walks towards the direction Jennifer went. Jennifer makes it out the window and onto the street as Bill reaches for her. She runs to her Jeep, unlocks the door, opens it, and Linda's dead body falls out. How did he get the dead body in there if he didn't have have her keys? continuity
1: continuity
0: Jennifer drops her keys to the ground and then Bill reaches out from under the Jeep and grabs her by the ankles and pulls her down he starts dragging her under the Jeep to the other side he doesn't see she's holding a butcher knife and when he bends over to hack her with the cleaver she stabs him in the chest Bill says where'd you get the knife and falls over and I do like I like that line I like him saying that I thought that was fun but yeah Zach, he falls over, right? I mean, the by the way, the knife is, like, halfway into his chest. He falls through over. Through
1: bone. Through bone. Through
0: bone. Like, right into his heart. He falls over, lands on his back, and and then the knife comes down and lands on the box next to him.
1: So... It shoots up in the air. It goes, boing!
0: So, so it happened when he fell, essentially? It just shot out of his chest? I mean, it,
1: it's a wacky scene, and... It,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're like I you're like I what do you want from me, man? The, the look on Zach's face was what do you want from me, man? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean this 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 movie does try to do like parody type things at one point and but also can be really dark and creepy as as well, like really brutal. It's it's a mixed bag for sure. Mixed feelings, you know.
0: And I think that tonal shift is what would have probably added to my trauma as a kid because yeah, it it goes from one second from being funny and silly, like him walking down the aisle and seeing the paper towels to, you know, fucking Dave screaming, you know, like as much as we make fun of Dave for it, it was like, I mean, it was gut wrenching screaming, you know? Yeah.
1: It's guttural. It's intense.
0: Yeah. Jennifer runs to the payphone and calls the cops. She says Um,
1: she, she put a quarter in there though.
0: I, Dial nine one one. I noticed that the first time I watched it. I didn't know I didn't note it the second time, but I noticed the first time I was like, You don't need a quarter for nine one one. Even we know that, right?
1: No, and I'm like I could hear someone saying, Well, but she's in you know, she's panicking, she's freaking out, you don't know her mindset. Yeah, but come on.
0: You don't need a quarter for nine one one on a payphone. Nope. it's it's a free call. <laughs> uh, just then so but I do like the fact that she did get off like where she was. Like she says where she's at, the cops are like, are you in danger? She screams. Just yeah. then, Bill punches through the glass and attacks her. Uh, he pushed, Then he goes and pushes the, the phone booth over with Jennifer in it. He tries climbing in through the door as Jennifer's climbing out through the hole. Just then, Craig runs up and grabs Bill's meat cleaver and starts hacking at Bill. One swing, this one's intense, one swing lands the cleaver between Bill's middle finger and his ring finger. That looks painful. Yeah. Oh, Craig keeps hacking until Bill is slumped over uh, and bloody in the tipped over phone booth. Craig and Jennifer stand over the body. We see there's a little bit of a time lapse, uh, you know, effect going on. We see a slight time lapse effect. And now the cops are, are you know showing up to the scene um, and Craig is standing there covered in blood, holding the cleaver. The cops get out of the car with their guns drawn, yelling freeze. Who are these cops? Well, one of them's Bruce Campbell, baby.
1: <laughs> Looking young, young buck.
0: I mean, dude, he is hell young. This is like I, I always, you know, it's always weird to go back and look at like Evil Dead one. And I even I just think Evil Dead two is what Bruce Campbell. It's like, no, I'll take it back. Army of Darkness is my quintessential Bruce Campbell look, you know, like that's how I like my Bruce Campbell. Evil Dead and like this and everything, like they're so he looks so weird and thin and young. I don't get it. I I and I know Evil Dead Two was before this, right? Or right around here, I guess. Right around the
1: same time. Yeah. But Evil
0: Dead one is way before this though. But Army of Darkness is way after this. I'm just saying I like Army of Darkness era Bruce Campbell.
1: I like Evil Dead two, Bruce Campbell, the most. Okay. Personally. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, Evil Dead came out. Evil Dead 2 came out in 87. Evil Dead came out in 81. He looks like 81 Bruce Campbell. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what's weird about it. He looks like 81. He looks like Evil Dead 1 Bruce Campbell I mean, in this.
1: This could have been shot earlier than 87, 88.
0: That's true. Could have been. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. But it's great seeing him though you know and i will say that uh, he does get like top billing on the dvd and the blu-ray and everything but he's no he's not like on the top of the actual cover he's not it, in it at all it's like moontrap yeah it's exactly like fucking i mean he can see much more he's much more in moontrap than he is here and guys he is, and gals yeah. go check out our review of moontrap back in season one that is a true cult classic bruce Campbell jam right there
1: true i was critical of that
0: too Yes, you were. (laughs) So the cops have their guns drawn, and and the the other cop is the producer uh, we talked about earlier. Um, Jennifer says they didn't do anything as the cops throw them on the hood and start frisking them. One of the cops finds Jennifer's box cutter. She's like, it's my box cutter, you know. Uh, She says she's the one that called them. Just then, I said, Officer Bruce looks over and he sees Bill and Bill's alive! Bill's like, they did it! They killed everybody in the store! It's great. It's great. <laughs> it it's is. totally smart. It is, because he came back to life just to fuck them even further. <laughs> yep. Uh, Craig protests and Officer Bruce runs into the store to see. We, still, we see Bill laughing and is in the pool of his own blood before he sort of dies. Jennifer again yells that they don't That they didn't do it, but uh, the cops sort of slams her by her hair. I mean, that's police brutality right there. Officer (laughs) Officer Bruce comes back to the car, says there's a bloodbath in there. There's bodies everywhere. They're all hacked up. And, you know, I'm, like, thinking, like, okay, but, you know, forensics will figure out that it's, you know, it's Bill's fucking fingerprints everywhere. But then again, their fingerprints are all over the store. All three of them are all over the store, you know? Yep, yep. They begin to read Jennifer and Craig their Miranda rights when Bill's eyes open again. And then Jennifer screams as the camera goes into her mouth and fades to black. The director originally wanted the camera to go all the way down her mouth and into her heart. And then all of a sudden her heart stops. And it's like, yeah, there was no way you were going to fucking pull that off on this budget. But that is Crystal's intruder. I wonder if
1: the dire- I wonder if the director was like, can we get one of those cameras like they do for doctors and just go into her throat? <laughs> the colonoscopies. Can we-, can we stick a can we stick a tube down her throat with a camera in it? Can we do that? Yeah. Oh, crystal, crystal, <laughs> crystal. crystal.
0: This all right, look. This movie I thought was a load of fun. If you want to have a good time with your pals, drinking, smoking, you never seen this before, pop it in, put on Tubi. Go watch it. Don't take it seriously. Talk during it. Have a good time. Enjoy the kills. The kills are fantastic. The kills are the highlight of this movie. Uh, Bill. Bill's another highlight. I very much fucking enjoyed Bill. I thought he was freaking awesome. Uh, I like some of the humor that they did in this. I like some of the um, the, the weird uh, camera angles. I thought some of them were fun. Some of them not so much. But I thought some of them were interesting. And Bub. Bub's a highlight. I very much enjoyed Bub and how he talked. Uh, the continuity, not the highlight at all. This is not one of those movies where you go back uh, you know, and, and rewatch and say, oh, everything actually holds up. It actually holds up worse, like continuity-wise, if you go back and rewatch it, sadly. But overall, not going to lie, I had a lot of fun breaking this down. I had a lot of fun, you know, fucking jamming on it with you. But I also did have fun watching it both times, so... I recommend if you've never seen it, at least watch it for free on Tubi. I think it's worth it for that.
1: <laughs> I will say it was a lot of fun breaking the breaking down the movie with you on Pad. So thank you, Crystal, for bringing it because that this was a lot of fun to rip this movie a new asshole in areas that it definitely deserved to be ripped. Yeah, uh, it is not. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is a fun movie in certain aspects for sure and then other aspects i'm like oh man this is brutal <laughs> um but brutal and like a, you want to keep watching to see what happens next so definitely watch it enjoy it for those reasons and and <laughs> cory summed it up
0: and tag on and attack on what we said earlier i do think that if i watched this when i was younger it would have traumatized me. the The kills were just too damn good, and the tonal shift would have just fucking destroyed me.
1: Yeah, it's got like levels of faces of death type gore. Yeah, uh, where I'm just like, this is just too much. But um, I'm still I'm gonna hold true and say, remake this movie, make it better, set it in Costco, call it inven- inventory night, and uh, and you got yourself a classic. In the making, in my opinion, yeah. uh, for what it is, it's it's also an interesting time capsule because you get to see what and B was doing back before they hit it big. Yeah. Um, and you get to see the potential that they obviously fulfilled. Yeah. So, yeah. Crystal, thanks for bringing it to the table. I can't wait to see what you bring next <laughs> down the road. Um, wow. But shit, hopefully it's going to be. Well, shit! It's
0: it's. I know what you want to say. Hopefully, it's better than this. <laughs> Hopefully, it's better
1: than this. Yeah.
0: Seth, I know it's what you want to say. I mean, she led off with Monster Squad, a, a movie that is so near and dear to our heart, and
1: uh... <laughs> she knows she, Crystal, she knows you know, you did. know, watching this movie. This movie is brutal. I wrote that to Corey. <laughs> a- a- midway through, I text him. I just wrote. I typed in B. And I waited a moment, and then I wrote. Rudel, be brutal. <laughs> you he know did. it is you know it is it, it it has its fun moments i'm sure you enjoy it for i can't i'm looking forward to uh seeing your take on this movie but man it yeah it, it's it's <laughs> it's got a lot of bruises and, it is that banana that's been sitting on your shelf for two weeks and you're like i could still eat it it's i could still eat it but when i open it up it's going to be mushy on one side and white on the other <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we are going to have Crystal on our wrap-up after dark this month uh, discussing this film and My- Monster Squad and all kinds of other things. So, uh, yeah, if you want to hear her take on that, uh, look for that at the end of the month. So we should be I'll be scheduling that soon. Uh, but, yeah, fun times, as always, just like $2 Late Fee, which, uh, by the way, guys and gals, I recorded an episode of Tales from the Video Store for the $2 Late Fee Patreon account. That's Patreon. Patreon.com slash TrueDotOlefee. And uh, yeah, so you can hear me, I think, what, is it this month? Am I going to be?
1: Yep, I'm in the process of editing okay. editing it this week. Uh, tales from the Video Store. It's a great, great episode. Corey, guests on our show. He will be a semi-regular guest uh, because he has so many fun tales to tell about his times at Big Woof. Big Wolf, Big Wolf, Big Uh, Wolf
0: video in Silver Spring, Maryland. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: and this 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 definitely fits in. So Corey was on there. It's great. Um, We have a a ton of great content, exclusive content on Patreon encourage you all to check it out a lot of our pad listeners are yeah. two dollar late fee subscribers so thank you thank you thank you um but we're running a contest on instagram by the time you hear this uh you will probably already be aware of the fact that we're doing we're giving away four copies of new york ninja vinegar syndromes new york ninja these are like 40 dollars blu-ray box set retail value that i think you can get it on their site for 27 or something like that still it's pretty good amount of money and these are beautiful pristine box sets that uh for a movie that is definitely pad material cult material um new if you don't know what new york ninja is Go to $2 late fee and you'll find out more about it. But we're running a contest. It's a unique contest. Um, There is a certain stipulations because this is uh, the Thanksgiving. uh, We want to do something that kind of gives back, spread some joy in the world. So if you want to earn one of these, it's not hard to do, but it's definitely more than a follow or a like. So uh, go check it that Go check that out on uh, our Instagram page.
0: Yeah, good stuff over there, and with an awesome cover by uh, the Dude Designs as well. Oh, that. I love
1: it. Dude, you will love this movie. When you see it, you're going to be like, holy shit, this is a movie you'll watch over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for it, dude. I'm totally excited for it. Uh, and Zach and I are currently uh, in the process of doing a much-needed but- slight overhaul of the podcasting after dark Patreon, and uh look for new information on that coming next year um but what basically what's going to happen is we're going to create a new show that's going to be exclusive for that feed and uh, i think you guys and gals are going to enjoy it we haven't figured out a name for it yet but we know what the theme is so look for uh more information coming by the end of the year we'll obviously uh, announce it online and everything but uh Good stuff happening there. Just like good stuff happening all over the BFOP network, go check out. So much out. good stuff. So much good stuff. Go check out The Blast from our past. Go check out our boys over at Talking Back. Action, action. Uh, all that good shit. People don't forget. We have so many awesome shows over here. And then, of course, check out our friends, friends of the network. Uh, Ready to Retro is a good time. Obviously, Tudor Olafi. We always uh, hope everyone supports that as well. But uh, Cartwright. Cartwright of Seinfeld Cartwright. podcast. Cartwright. <laughs> I'm, uh, Adam and I are actually... Almost done with season seven. Uh, wow. And uh, we're about ready to start season three of Curb for the Cartwright Patreon. So, man, oh, man, it's just content after content after content. I tell you, after we record tonight, tomorrow I wake up and I just start editing this. And then next I record another episode of something else, edit that. It's just, you. we never stop. Zach's editing to our Leafy, Zach's editing interviews that we've done uh, with like Patricia Tallman uh, for podcasting after dark. So, we are just constantly jamming and constantly cranking out content so we appreciate all the love and support you guys give and you know i know money's tough and everything but a free way to help podcast after dark free way to help 2 dollar late fee a free way to help any podcast that you love is to go on apple podcasts and leave a five star review and leave like a little comment or something it actually really really helps getting new listeners in front of the show so any podcast that you love leave them a five-star review it'll go huge huge ways
1: It really will it really will yeah so please do please do that and uh thank you for listening to the shows and always supporting and yeah we've got some great interviews coming forward for you we've got um dd pfeiffer coming up next yeah. and then patricia tallman and dan shore from yeah. tron oh, yeah, so yeah. uh yeah. we've got those three already recorded in the pipe down the road um, and then there's more to come. There's always yeah. more to come.
0: There's always more to come.
1: Never stop, Corey, uh, Hori Corey.
0: There you go, <laughs> Zach the snack and Hori Corey. Can't and stop, won't you. stop. And Crystal, thank you so so much. Thank you for yeah. supporting the show. Seriously, we had fun with this episode. We have fun making fun of this movie. But truth be told, thank you so so much. We 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 appreciate the love and support you give us.
1: Yeah, we're we're not riff tracks, so you know we're not going to be like coming up with funny one-liners and whatnot. But uh, what we are is breaking a movie down, and, and which Corey obviously did masterfully. And uh, I add my two cents, and we're honest too, guys. Like you know we're not gonna we're not gonna stroke just just for the, Stur- just crystal. For the sake of <laughs> we're not gonna stroke you, Crystal. Um, and uh beep beep and uh but but we're honest we're honest and i think that's why you love and support the show is we're honest and we also have a good take on these stuff like we know what's good and what isn't
0: (laughs) that's right and as always
1: we'll catch you on the dark side Join the Podcasting After Dark Patreon community to unlock exclusive monthly content like cast interviews and a fan feedback show. Plus, you get every regular episode of Podcasting After Dark completely ad-free. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us five stars on Apple Podcasts and by recommending us to your friends. Finally, make sure you follow us on Reddit, Instagram, and Facebook for news and updates about future episodes. Just search for Podcasting After Dark. I'm John, and I'm the host of
0: Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello! And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies... And argue about where they belong on our list... And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal mm. is a joke. <laughs> <laughs>